Holman, we survived SEMA and the episodes that followed. Um, I mean, just barely. I feel like uh, we did the Lord's work, and we were able to get uh, those three episodes knocked out. Just barely. But then I felt like we should have done five, yeah. like wow. last year. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I well, felt like we let everybody down. I, well, what's the response been? Uh, actually, really good. Yeah? Oh, yeah, all sorts of... Well, we got some inbox and stuff, but people were uh, complimenting us on our socials and uh, an email and telling us how much they appreciated us putting in the time to get them on that SEMA stuff. So I, cool. I think some felt bad when they saw the uh, Instagram of me sleeping on the couch because it was like 3.30 in the morning when we yeah, finished recording. Yeah, that was super... Uh, was that late or was that early? Uh, I like to think of it as late. I don't like... When it crosses over 2 a.m., I know somebody like, oh, it's the next day. I'm like, no, F you. It's still nighttime. (laughs) I need the next day. I need to look forward to the next day. Even when the sun's coming up, it's still last night. Is it still last night when the sun's coming up? I don't think that's actually technically true. No, for me it is because I still need sleep. If I don't get sleep, ah, just bad. You can't go through. I can do one day with no sleep. No, hell no. I can do one. I can do it. It sucks, but I can do it. Two nope. days? Two days, I'm a monster. Nope, can't do it. Yeah, you, you don't, you don't want me with two days of no sleep. Well, we are energized, we're revived, and we're bringing you some new Truck Show podcast. And but I are we? I mean, because I feel like I still no, have some sleep to no, get. No, I'm lying. I'm straight up lying. Dude, I was just trying to- a crazy week. I was letting them- I, I, Remember how we ended the uh, the last show with our punchiness and, and behind the curtain? I was just going to continue that on this episode. I'm beat up from the feet up. <laughs> all right, so let's just be honest. All right, but I was just trying to put on a good. Do you, you, know, do you remember when I'm my, like my game face? I'm like, hey, dude, uh, we're not recording Tuesday this week because I have a trip, and uh, so we'll record Thursday. And you're like, cool, that'll give us a couple extra days. And then you're like, oh, Thursday is tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it hurt. It hurt. Yeah, I will say that I'm very excited about this episode, not just because we're checking in with Vern, who got a chance to drive the new JL with yes. a diesel. Vern Simons from yep. uh, Peterson's Four Wheel Off Road. But we are going to be wrapping with our good friend Mike Finnegan. Uh, we're also going to talk about the 2020 Titan because I just got to drive it this week. Shut the front door. Yep. What? Yep. So I got behind the wheel. I didn't and get the call. Guess who my driving partner was. Uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. She yes. was. Ms. Emmy Hall. She's so mad at me right now. Now, so I didn't know that until I saw one of your Instagram photos, <laughs> and I think it upset her, and I'd like to get the story um, later on that. Actually, I put it on the Truck Show podcast Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened about that? Yeah, we can talk about it later. Yeah? Or should we just call her later? I don't know. <laughs> yes. Only yes, because last time she's always mad at me. Now she's been mad at you. Oh, I don't I don't like that at all. Yes, I love that so much. Oh, my gosh. So tell me about the Titan. Can we talk about the Titan now uh, or are we going to do it later? No, we got to do the intro. Oh, yeah, we do have to do the <laughs> intro. We're going to talk about Titan now. Well, we got to talk about all sorts of stuff. So uh, hold on. Let's let's get through our, our awesome sponsors. Yeah. So we have to thank Nissan for being our presenting sponsor. You're talking about five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, the best in the business? Yeah, Fender Audio, zero-gravity seats, an awesome interior, all the fun stuff that you want. And the you, 2020 uh, coming. Uh, it's on the way. That's what we're talking about today. I okay. get to drive it. It's not just a bunch of info. Now you'll get to hear the truck. I got some recordings of the engine. Oh, Did you smoke the tires? So sweet. No, not on no? this No? No, I usually don't do that when uh, you know, only... When it's not like our thing off to the side, mm-hmm. there it's sort of bad form when you're with other journalists. Oh, I get, yeah, it's I just, see, yeah, gotcha. it's bad. <laughs> uh, I did. Uh, they did have axe throwing uh, as part of our activities for dinner and skeet shooting. Wait, wait, wait. did you just say axe throwing? Yes. And so, uh, what does that have to do with the new Nissan Titan? Uh, it was just part of the adventure things of activities for us to do around the Titan. And uh, so we were doing axe throwing. You'll be happy to know that I threw three axes at once mm-hmm. and hit them all true right on the stump. Really? Two cheers, by the way. 
Really? Yeah, and applause. <laughs> yeah, we got it toward the end of the night. We were uh, trying to do trick shots, and it, it just got funny. You could kill someone. Uh, yeah, but not on this trip. I can imagine. Now, did Emmy turn to you and throw them at you? Uh, no, After but she you, wanted uh, She wanted to. Got her doing the blowfish <laughs> blow on your window? On window. Yeah, 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 we're yeah. going to talk about that. We uh, do need to check in with yeah. her. Anyway, uh, also, my team took number one in skeet shooting. Oh, really? Yeah, we, we had twosomes of people we didn't know You know that we had to what match up to. What kind of weird-ass drive is this where you go to awesome. hang out with Nissan folk and drive the new Titan, and then you're now- You go you're... off-roading, we towed trailers, we shot guns. Like, it's amazing. Don't tell me you ate barbecue. Uh, nope, but we had some delicious- Because your head would explode if you yeah. barbecue. Uh, they did have Dr. Pepper for me. Okay. So uh, I got I to gotta, uh, commend them on that. So anyway, if you uh, are in the market for a half-ton Nissan, now's the time to buy. 19s are out the door. The 20s are coming soon. Head over to NissanUSA.com. And by the way, I saw a 2020 Titan mm-hmm. built by our buddy David Page from Fluid Peak Collective, who does a lot of Nissan's builds. Mm-hmm. And it was at the top of this, uh, this big hill we had to off-road to the top of for this great view of Park City, Utah. And it was a overland build that he had built for SEMA. And I tried to connect with him at SEMA, but he was on his way to an airplane. So we talk, I've got an interview with him about it. Okay. Guess what was in the back of it? Uh, a deer. No, a deck system. A deck system. <laughs> nice. So it was like a perfect podcast fodder. We yes. had uh, the new Titan and, uh, and the new deck system. So uh, make sure that if you're looking for a cargo storage solution for your overlanding or otherwise uh, needs, Head over to decked.com or at decked USA. And at this point, we should probably start the show. You're like a plugmeister over here. I'm just trying to get through it, man. We have so much today. We've got Finnegan, and we've got Vern Simons, and we've got the 2020 Titan, and we've got news, and we've got oh, hey, 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 so hey. much. We've got a whole bunch hey, of hey, stuff. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with Truck show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Oh, oh. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Yes, we do. Episode 97, brother. We are we're closing in on the big hundo. Oh, man. You know what? Uh, I don't know what we're going to do for the 100th episode, but our next guest just had his 100th episode, so maybe we could ask him for some advice. Hi. Uh, you know what my, my advice would be to us? Yeah. What? Lightning, stop saying hundo. Yeah, why do you say <laughs> I don't even know. You know what's funny? I was embarrassed I, when I came, came I out of my mouth. I literally ignore it, and yeah. I don't even, it's sort of like, uh, like I don't know, when you live next to train tracks and the freight train comes by in the middle just of the night. Just used to it? Just no idea it was there. Mike Finnegan, let's ask him about what we should do with the 100th episode. We should ask him about what's going on at Roadkill. He bought a mini truck from one of our friends, but not from our friend. I just There's so much to talk about. There's so much going on. Are you going to dial or are right, you just going to yell? Hold on. I'm going to dial. What up? Yo, Mr. Mike Finnegan, <laughs> Lightning and Holman, Truck Show Podcast. Hey, fellas, how you doing? We're outstanding now that you're on the phone. Hold on, I have a quick intro for you. Yo, the Truck Show! <laughs> who dis, who dis, who the hell is this? A Truck Show interview you don't want to miss. We talk to top dogs <laughs> in the industry. How'd you blow up? How'd you come to be? Who dis, who dis? Truck Show represent. Truck Show represent. By the way, you know who dis <laughs> is, right? Mike Finnegan? Yeah, but you know who else this is? No, who? Our uh, number one show of all time. What are you talking about? Well, Finnegan recently surpassed uh, Freiburger 
and is leading him by 25 downloads right now. Oh, only 25? Oh, they're dude, they've been neck and neck forever. So, uh, Mikey, you, uh, you, you crested the hill, man. You're on the other side. Finally, I beat him at something. Nice. <laughs> Make you feel good? Mm. Not really. It does. All the times he's whipped my ass uh, drag racing on Woodward Avenue, uh, it's nice to finally win one, you know? You know, we should send him a, a special podcast shirt if we were to do that. Like, I beat uh, Freiburger, and this all I got was a stupid T-shirt. Well, just uh, send him a regular Churchill podcast shirt and just write it in, like, you know, like Sharpie. Like Sharpie? Yeah. yeah like, a, like a paint pen? Yeah, that silver paint pen <laughs> up, up on the shoulder. All right. Uh, well, we got lots of stuff to talk to Mike about, and uh, I don't know if we should start with... Uh, the good, the bad, or the ugly? Well, I feel like we should get a recap because we just saw him at SEMA. We did see him at SEMA. Well, you saw him at SEMA. Well, I just talked to him on the phone. Well, you, you, we, you and I were talking on the phone. I just put the phone right on his head. <laughs> and he's like, do I know you? What's going on? And then he realized it was me, and there was a phone on his head, and, he, and he, then he heard your voice. Then he heard my angelic, godlike voice from, uh, from afar. So sorry about that, Mike. That was uh, a little strange, but that's what <laughs> it is. No, it's all good. It's all good. Hey, it worked out because we're like, dude, can you come on the podcast again? And he's like, oh, okay. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I walked right into Lion's Den. So give us, uh, Mike, give us uh, the SEMA recap for, through your eyes. Uh, my eyes didn't see very much of the show itself, I got to admit. Um, <laughs> Sounds like us. Yeah. I was pretty much running around like a chicken with its head cut off. And so uh, I'd say I saw 3.5% of the entire show. Oh, I got you beat. I saw at least 20%. Oh, you rule, dude. You're like an expert on it. Start a blog or a newspaper right now. <laughs> or more podcasts. I mean, man, there had to be. There were so many YouTube videos. Everybody. Oh, I, there were more bloggers than were their uh, exhibitors there. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm an influencer. Shut up. I mean, it was insane. I saw the Upper South Hall. That's really all I saw yeah. when I ran into you yeah. at the decked booth. Yeah, that, that and, happened. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't. I did get over to the Discovery Channel booth uh, outside where they yep. had that uh, the Pantera, which we'll talk about on a later episode. Okay. Uh, but so you saw 3%, give or take. Well, let's put it this way. I went to the Discovery booth. I didn't know there was a Pantera there. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, well, well, yeah, it was the white one. It was sitting right there in the corner. There's a new show coming out. with. It's not called Galpinado Sports. That's yeah, but it's with the, those guys. Yeah, it's with those guys, with uh, Bo Bachman and his team up there in the San Fernando Valley. And, they, he and there's history with Carol Shelby in that particular car. And Gail Banks and, and the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll get to that. Anyway. But So you didn't see it. Which uh, I guess no big deal. What well, did I'm you see? Because that's like my like that's on my top five like before I die cars. Oh, was it really? Sarah. Yeah, and what? I dude, I never even saw it. That's how little of the show I saw. With what uh, what engine would you have in it? Three fifty one, or would you do something wacky and different? I literally what's what's on my brain right now are Barra inline sixes, like the Australian Ford. Oh motor. yeah. Those yeah. are the ones that so, Kaufman brings over to put in the F-100s, I think. Then you don't know that this particular Pantera was Carroll Shelby's and had a Chrysler engine in it with a with two Gale Banks turbos and an intercooler. No, but that's... 600 that's horsepower. It, it was originally something they were going to do together, and then it fell off the radar, and somebody bought it, and it was recently found again, right? So the story goes back, and I'm not. I'm going to botch it. we got to get Gale yeah. to tell the full story. Yeah. But basically, it was Carroll Shelby and Leah Icoca were hanging out. And uh, he was trying to help Chrysler for a minute. And so he pulled the engine out of a Pantera and put a Chrysler engine in it, tuned it, got it going, and called someone in the mix, called Gale, and said, hey, we need to make this thing faster. So they put in twin turbos and an intercooler. Um, it just went by the wayside, and the engine got pulled out, and it got stuck in a parking lot somewhere, at a I don't know, behind a shop, and rotted away. 30 years later, <laughs> yeah, air. Bo Bachman resurrected it, and uh, we got a call. Like, I didn't even know there was a show. One of the guys in my office got a call and said, hey, we've got a Pantera with your turbos in it. Well, with one of them. We're missing the other one. Can you rebuild the turbos 
and and fix the intercooler and help us get it running. So we did, and the show debuts in January. There you go. Well, wow. speaking of that and shows, we should talk about Mike's show. We should, sorry. <laughs> which recently just hit a 100th episode. Dude, congrats. Yeah, man, I'm stoked. It was really fun, too, to do the 100th because they threw a party um, knowing we couldn't go to the party. <laughs> and, <laughs> of course like, they did. <laughs> like, they threw a party at the office in El Segundo knowing, like, we were there the week before. We could have attended a party in our honor, but no. They waited till we were out of town. Then they threw a party with cookies that had our faces on them, and they ate them. It was awesome. <laughs> no way. So they wait a minute. They ate your faces. Now, how does that happen? By how the way, I didn't get it. I work here, and I didn't get invited to the party either. Well, then who so. did get it? So it was just like one of those office parties that just sprouts up in the middle, and it was yeah. like, uh, Everybody donut. patted each other on the backs, and they went on with their lives, I well, guess. So, uh, I think there was some preparation involved, because, again, there were cookies with our faces on them that people ate. <laughs> and uh, so I feel like we could have been invited, but they just didn't want us there. <laughs> <laughs> now, so wait. I okay. So off air before before earlier when we were just chatting amongst ourselves here. By the we, way, lightning and, is glitching right now. I am glitching. What glitching. happened? Well, I didn't know how much I wanted to say. Okay, I'm right. just gonna say it all. all right, whatever. Just, so whatever. before we dialed, yeah, before the show started, <laughs> we're just rapping, and we're and I said, hey, when when Mike walks through the hallways here at Motor Trend, is he a celebrity? And Holman's like, nah, not really. And I go, wait, what? I go, he he generates a lot of revenue for the company. He's he's got m- tens of millions of views. Like he's a big deal. He goes to SEMA, and everyone wants to shake his hand. Uh-huh. And I go, is he a big deal here? And he goes, nah, not really. No, that's not what happened. I told you nobody ever sees him because he's in the back. And then you said, well, what what about when he walks to the office? I'm like, ah, pretty sure Mike avoids that when he's in town. I mean, there probably is that. I would think you'd walk through the hallways here and be like, I don't know, it's like the president walking through. I, well, so I used to work in that office, and so I still know a lot of people inside of the building, and so they don't care what I do. They're just like, that's that dude we used to go to lunch with. Exactly. And then um, <laughs> there's a whole lot of people I don't know. But, you know, it's California. Nobody goes out of their way to talk to each other. Everyone's got their head down on their cell phone. So when I walk through there, there isn't, you know, there's no confetti. There's no ticker tape parade, you know, and no one's asking for an autograph. So, uh I don't know. It, it seems to be well because Motor Trend's got a bunch of young guys and girls working here now that I would assume watch the channel or know who you are or watch Finnegan's Garage on YouTube or something, and they'd be they'd fanboy out on you. But such is not no. the case, huh? No, I, dude, I have no idea. I mean, I I don't watch the channel. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I get that because I've never gone back and listened to any of our previous episodes of the podcast. Like it's just water under the bridge. We gotta go. You're on to the next project or the next huh. thing, right? Huh? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't watch Roadkill really. Like, and that's not true. I I, sh- I shouldn't say that. I don't watch it once it's out there. Um, leading up to it going live, I've watched it, you know, two or three times, and then given notes on, you know, yeah. to the editor. Yeah, that's what um, we do. We'll edit so, the show, and then you know, we'll, then so, that's it. Yeah, and then, and then once it comes out, oh, dude, I don't have any time for it. And my wife and kids, they don't care about it. Like, they, could <laughs> care, they could care less. <laughs> and so, how old's your oldest we, now? Oh, he's eight. He's rad. Dude, but he, and he doesn't age. care at all. No, he's into games. You know, like if I if I was in a TV show where I filmed myself playing video games, games yes, yes. you'd be a celebrity. So if oh, you dude. if I if Dad played playing. right, so if Dad played Fortnite, Dad would be a hero, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, no that's not what he's saying. If Dad, if Dad played, played Fortnite, Fortnite and, and somebody recorded, recorded it and put right. it on YouTube, yeah. then Dad would be a hero. Yeah, yeah. It's not the act of playing Fortnite. It's my kids never played Fortnite. But he'll sit there and watch a YouTube video about right. playing Fortnite all day, and then that dude will be on Oprah. 
My daughter is 12, my oldest, and, you know, when I was growing up, and we were, were all around the same age, you know, first that came out was 8-bit Nintendo with two controllers, and then you had Super NES, and you had two controllers, and then eventually you had, you know, whatever, Nintendo 64 that had four. And the thing that happened with four is now you're cousins and you didn't beat the crap out of each other to see who plays next, right? Because you could all play at the same time. Yeah. But I remember, like, full-on brawls with my cousins with, like, black eyes and blood over, like, who was grabbing the next game of Madden or whatever. And and here's my daughter on YouTube watching gamers play. I'm like, why are you watching other kids play? Yeah, That's you don't need any controllers ever. now. No. Because they don't even play. Yeah. Dude, my kid, okay, my 17-year-old, we're going on all crazy topics. It's all right. So my 17-year-old two nights ago, Holman, yeah. texted me and said. You suck, Dad. Nope, said, Dad. I want to be emancipated. Dad? Well, no, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> there. He says, um, I'm, I'm not using the PlayStation account anymore. You might want to cancel that. It's just wasted money. Because he spends more time watching wow. video game guy, or guys playing it than he plays it himself. By the way, I don't think anyone in your family has ever said those words to you before. I know, right? <laughs> I just thought that was... So your kid is... Uh, you're not a star in your own family is the, the takeaway. Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> all right. So uh, I, got a, I got a question for you. So we have a, a mutual friend in uh, Dave Chappelle uh, from Dirt Every Day. Fred Williams, the other, Dave the other right? Yeah, that's, that that really should that. be his Instagram is at the, the other. other Dave Chappelle. Yeah. But hold on, let me let me let me stop you real quick. So we're at SEMA, and um, I'm I'm getting a ride to the convention center, and I'm standing with I don't even remember who, but um, more than one of us were going to pile into this car to go there, and um, they're reading off the list of the names, and somebody says Dave Chappelle, and this one person just gets so freaking excited about it. <laughs> And then Dave walks out, and they're like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) That has to happen all the time. But do you think that hurts Dave's psyche, where, like, people are constantly disappointed to actually meet him? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I find it humorous, but uh, Dave Chappelle is, like, one of the coolest people I know. For sure. And not not the comedian. No, uh, our our Dave Chappelle. I do not know him. I'm sure he's cool, but you know our Dave Chappelle is one of the coolest dudes I know. In fact, I just bought Dave Chappelle's old. That's what I was getting to. So Dave Chappelle texts me, and he's like, "Hey, just uh, just so you know, Finnegan, because he listens to the show, and he's you know old school, likes the mini trucks a lot. He's like, Finnegan, by way of a friend, just bought my old mini truck. I'm like, okay, hold on, we need to unwrap this. And so I'm like, we got to get Mike on so that Mike can tell us the story of. How he bought Dave Chappelle's old mini truck through a third party. And is this the first mini truck you've owned in quite some time? Yeah. Uh, it's the first one I've owned since 2001, maybe. Okay. It's been a, it's been a long time. I, I, and I got to be honest, I don't know why I bought it. <laughs> I, I, certainly, I certainly don't need a mini truck in my life. I, it, nostalgia is really, really strong. You though, know what you so. just became? You just p- became the baby boomer who bought the Mustang that yeah. he couldn't afford as a kid. Yeah. yeah. You, you just became yeah. that guy. I mean, I, it was one of those things where, like, I didn't need it, but I saw it, and it was a really good deal. And I was like, well, this is stupid. Somebody should buy this. And nobody was buying <laughs> it. And I was like, and I was looking at it. I didn't even look at it as a mini truck. Like, from the outside, the wrapper, I was like, yeah, mini truck. But it, I immediately was like, I want to put a barrel motor in this and a roll cage, and I want to make it really fast. And um, and so I bought it and forgot about it because I didn't take possession of it. Um, part of the deal was the guy that sold it to me was going to haul it out to Georgia, and he was going to stop at some truck shows and have one last hurrah with his cool truck. And then plans just fell apart for, I don't know, it's probably been six or eight months. And finally, he moved to Texas, 
and got it as far as Texas and was like, dude, you need to come get this thing. And so I ended up turning it into an episode of Roadkill that we're going to film in a couple of weeks. Oh, nice. I was going to see and, if you want to do a road trip, but now I'm disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to fight Freiburger for that, right? <laughs> so what's the story behind the truck? Does it have a name? What is it? Was it on the cover of Mags back in the day? Like why? I think it's a Toyota, right? Were you so pumped on it? So it's an 87 Toyota, Back to the Future style, except it's not lifted. And um, Extra and cab? No, no, it's it's tiny. It's, Even ratter. Uh, it's, oh, okay. it's a mini, mini truck. And the guy has bagged it. It lays frame. It's on like 18-inch wheels. He calls it white trash um, <laughs> and, uh, for obvious reasons. And um, it's got a system in it, and the interior's done. And, you know, it, it's just kind of, I don't know. I thought I thought I bought it really because I thought that's what I want my kid to drive when he's old enough. That's the first car I want because they're, they're not fast. It's still kind of cool. And liable as hell. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, dude, it'll run forever. Did you see his auto or stick? Uh, it's a stick. Okay. It's a learned stick in a truck that won't go too fast unless I screw around with it. And then, um, yeah, it's a mini truck. So I kind of, it's for me and for him. Also, open bed, does this thing have a, uh, like a snug top on it or a Ferguson super shell? Walk through? Walk through? Oh, I wish that it had a shell. Stainless steel wing? Tear graphics? Half a, half a dozen subs would be rad. Fitty no, Indies? It's, um, it's like your typical late 90s, early 2000s uh, style mini truck. It's got, it's bagged, it lays frame on 18s. The bed is all sheet metaled in, so the step notch is all hidden. And um, it's just clean. It's really clean. The whole thing's white, white wheels, white paint. Dude, and, that's um, cool. Yeah, it's a really clean truck, you know. Now, what, um, did well, it have, a, what were the wheels that everyone was running back? Renaults? They were running Renaults, and you you said fitties. I had fitties on my Honda yeah, Accord. Fitties. Yeah, everybody yeah. had fitties on their Honda. That or Inkies. Yeah. Uh, what's so Renault's like the R9? That would have been like late '80s, super early '90s. Okay. Um, this is more like it's it's like a it's a mesh style wheel, but like something you would find like on like a VW or something. Or like from a, like are they gold in the middle, 2000s. like a Fiero or, or something like, like that? Like a BBS? Kind of like a BBS style wheel. Yeah. Oh, huh, uh, you don't see that that often on minis. No, you don't. It's it's a cool truck. It's really clean. I like it. And, and uh, the interior's in good shape, or is it? Because a lot of those yeah, it's all it's all custom. The interior's all done in suede, I think. And uh, dude, you got to send me a picture of it. We'll throw it up on the uh, on the Instagram and tell people that that episode's coming. Dude, I will. I okay. totally will. I don't have any right now, but I will. Yeah, as soon as you get some, let's uh, let's put it out there and help you. And uh, so, was this was this truck like famous in its day? White trash? No, it was never. I, it was never in a magazine. I don't think, or on the cover, or anything like that. It was just. It was owned by a friend of mine, and I didn't know it was Chappelle's truck until after I bought it. And then um, it was just a really clean truck, and I thought, that thing's a, like a really good starting point. And I had this delusion about racing Hot Rod Drag Week in a mini truck at some oh, point. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I we got to like, tell them about our plans. Yeah, I was, was going like, to be the I next topic. I would love to cage this thing and put a, a gnarly motor in it and make it a really fast mini truck that's still laid frame. So, so shout out to who you bought it from. It was Alex Anderson, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's not a secret. I don't even know why I didn't say it earlier. But yeah, Alex Anderson, he bought he bought it. He uh, he bought it from Chappelle. He built the whole thing up. And then um, he's going to work at Extensive Metalworks in Texas, which oh, is how nice. the truck is going to end up in Texas. And then got it. Breiberger and I <laughs> are just became the proud new owners of a Cummins powered 1970 Torino station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Badass. Awesome, dude. 
And so we're going to put a hitch on that and get a car trailer and try to haul the mini truck okay. from Texas to Georgia. So here's the thing. I was thinking it would be funny as hell for you guys to drive the mini truck together in a regular cab, you know, Toyota cross country. But now that I know you have a Gran Torino powered with a Cummins and you can throw a trailer hitch, I'm okay with that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would have been totally down for the mini truck trip, but... Freiberger's, you know, he's not necessarily in the mini trucks. Right. We've already we've already done two mini truck road trips. I did one with him in uh what year was that Toyota? It was uh, no, it was a Datsun. It was like a '69 or '70 Datsun. We did a road trip in, and then Tony Angelo and I just did one in a '74 Chevy Love. So I think the way I got around it was the wagon. There was no way we were going to be able to do another mini truck road trip. Um, but once I said Torino wagon with a Cummins in it, he was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you got to play to your audience. Now, so yeah. the, the the mini truck runs that you did were they your? They had to be your ideas, right? Did it? How much convincing did it take to get Freiburger on board? That's the crazy part. Is the very first mini truck road trip we did wasn't my idea, and I didn't even know about it. He surprised what? me with the Datsun. That's cool. And um, is that yeah, the yellow? No, yellow one. Wait, no, the love no, yellow, right? The it was light blue. Okay, the yellow one you're thinking of. Is the Maserati? Yes, got stolen. yes, yes, yes. That's right. I forgot that that thing got stolen. So that was a '74 Mazda RPU that had a 455 Olds mounted in the bed with uh, jet boat headers and a tunnel lamp. <laughs> and that thing never turned up, did it? No. It's like to this day, in fact, when I was at SEMA, it was the first time I'd seen Chris Jacobs in a long time, and I said, "All right, dude, like, no BS. Are you at any point?" going to jump out of a bush and tell me I've been overhauled <laughs> because I'm really sad that the Maserati got stolen and I'd like to have it back. Yeah, that thing was and, cool. Uh, he's like, he's like, nah, dude, we didn't steal it. I was like, crap. That would have been, that would have been a great really cool. crossover. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, it would have been epic because it's been gone for a year. Like so, we, we've, we've, we've passed the anniversary of it being ripped off. Where do you think, is it in Mexico? Like where do you think, or is it well, in a what do you warehouse? Think? Everything goes to Mexico. I don't think it is. Here, here's what I think, right? So we were in Blythe, California when it got stolen from a motel parking lot. Blythe is next to the Colorado River and there are jet boaters everywhere. I oh. think some tweaker saw the boat headers in the tunnel ram and ripped it off for the boat parts. Uh, and it. I think that thing is still sitting under a tarp in somebody's backyard in Blythe. Right, but the engine or the boat parts are sitting in a jet boat going up to Colorado right now. Probably. Probably with some topless chick hanging out, having a good time, which is why I'm not even mad. Well, at not least even... they died a hero. <laughs> not even mad. All right, so uh, you have done the Gambler 500 before, right? No, I like you it. You haven't. Okay, so here's the deal. So We, we had, were going to look for advice. We, but yeah, now... well, we had Tate on, and uh, we were talking about Gambler, and uh, we were talking about maybe doing it next year. And our, yeah, li- our listeners are like, dude, you should steal a, ro- a roadkill vehicle and go do it in that. And we're like, yeah, that's not really how our company works. I don't know that they would relinquish uh, a, a roadkill vehicle to us, to Yahoo's, for a weekend. So we were talking about finding a Nissan hard body lowered like on bags and doing the gambler. Every time we get up to an obstacle, we'll just raise it up over the obstacle. Well, we are going to put like skid plates under the whole thing. Like, yeah, so yeah, that we don't qu- break anything. Quarter-inch steel. Just go Not like a quarter-inch steel. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, God. like quarter-inch steel, the whole thing. You know how much weight that is? So what? Okay, anyway. It's hilarious. So what do you think? We were, we were thinking about getting a old mini truck and then uh, and doing the gambler in it. I love all of these ideas. I fully, <laughs> I fully endorse them. I think you should. I think there's a lot to learn there, and um, I think you'll get stuck. It's going to be great. <laughs> we will get stuck. I, I want to find out what the smallest BFG mud terrains we can get and put them on our airbag oh, truck. Hilarious. Yeah. 
It's like a 29, I think. Oh, we Um, could do it. uh, With the right wheel, we could do it. We need wheelbarrow tires, like really, really small (laughs) wheelbarrow tires. We need tread. On 12-inch wheels. (laughs) What were we going to say? We need UTV stuff, dude. There you go. Yeah. That's what we need. Side-by-side wheels. Yeah, what if we did a mini truck and we put side-by-side tires on it? Didn't yeah, we just didn't we do first. some announcement like Toyo has those new? Yeah, but those are thirty two. Oh, they are thirty two. They're, they're giant. No, no, they're like the the biggest. We did uh, we did a story with those tires on a uh, on a razor, and each of those tires weighs like fifty pounds. Oh yeah. And the guy who owns the razor is like, um, I'm gonna have to upgrade everything downstream from these, aren't I? I'm like, yep. <laughs> so those You're would be more horsepower, buddy. Yeah, for sure. How Definitely. have you not done the Gambler though? It seems so Mike Finnegan. When it- first came out we were like yeah this is awesome and we had just done a thing with 24 hours of lemons and then um we were all into doing the gambler but the schedule didn't work out the first year that it, it was in existence and then fred and Chappelle went and did it and we we're like all right well we don't want to bite their rhymes so we didn't do it after that ah i think there's room for everybody there is if you have a hard body on bags and you See, I'm telling you, that's the winning formula right there. Here's the debate right now, Mike, and maybe you can help us settle this. So we're trying to figure out, do we buy one that's bone stock and do we bag it and do we let people follow along? Nope. Or do we buy it? Yes. Done. Yes. See, I would love to, I think it's interesting. You don't have enough time to do a podcast. But I think it's interesting if we buy the bone stock truck and we, and we no. tell everyone how we're, no. like interesting what we did each week. Interesting is not good if we don't do it. Do, Mike, do you think it would be more interesting for us to build it and have people follow along or should we just buy one that's already bagged and done up? Okay. So if you build it, that implies it might be done properly. If you buy it, yes. there was so much bad fabrication yes. happening in Something the 80s and 90s that the opportunity for comedy as Thank a result you. of buying a crappy vehicle and then you know enduring the breakdowns is way higher. So. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm I'd, say, uh, I'd say buy it, and, and there's levels to this. Right? you got to understand there's levels. So Levels. Late 80s, early 90s, you're talking air shocks, four-wheel air shocks. That's what everybody used, right? It wasn't until the mid-90s, late-90s that everyone bagged their trucks, right? So you want to be real hardcore. Find one with four-wheel air shocks and a scuba tank with no regulator on it. <laughs> and, then, and then party. I remember your story from the, uh, the first time we had you on. Let's just get the guys over at Power Tank to give us our air supply. Ooh. There you go. Yeah, there we go. But then it'll be reliable. Well, the air supply, but it'll be so much pressure, we'll just be blowing lines all Let's the time. Let's just get the band air supply and put them in the bed. And, and all the hot air that comes out of them, <laughs> filter that into yeah, our shocks. Exactly. That, okay, all right. I think you're right. I think that we need comedy breakdowns. I mean, yeah. w- without that, you wouldn't have a show. And without, uh, if we had to build something, we're not do- like it's not going to happen. Hmm. Plus, we can get Ben Palmer just to uh, have it ready for us in Oregon. He won't stop sending me photos. No, I know. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, no. Ben's doing the Lord's work right now, finding us. We, we've seen everything uh, uh, from like $1,500 on up to like 3500 bucks. I think my favorite was the mint green. Um, the mint green? The mint green hard body. That was uh, the extended cab, right? Yes. Although it's called what? King cab? Yeah, king yeah. cab on a on a. Now, Nissan. didn't you tell us, uh, Mike? So go take us through the pantheon of minis that you've owned. Did you ever have a hard body? No, I didn't, and I wish I did because those have the most leg room in them. So when you body drop them, traditionally. You can still fit when you're six one. Did you have like uh, a, have an S ten or no? I, I was always a Toyota guy. So first one was a ninety four Toyota that uh, started out on air shocks, then airbags, shaved it, painted it orange, then a ninety seven Tacoma, um, shaved it, painted it, airbags, 
turboed four cylinder, all that stuff. And then um, I did have a couple minis after that that I bought that I never just got around to because then I, I bought my first full size and then, I don't know, life changed after that. I started adulting. It was weird. And now I have a Toyota again. I know when you when you drive this thing around, what kind of weird and nostalgic feelings you're going to get? Um, it's going to take me back to Main Street in Huntington Thank for you. sure. That's right. Hey, yeah. you come out to California. I'll take you back to Main Street Huntington <laughs> anytime. Anytime. We'll go grab. We'll go grab a beer at Longboard. Although and... they're not the cops these days are not fan of scraping those dots off the uh, the bot dots down the center. Well, they weren't back then either. So, yeah. but now they're yeah, they expensive. weren't. I don't think I'd take this thing back to Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got priors, and um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll just go to Longboard. Now, and... so are you? Do you look okay? So we're trying to get. Um, I forget his name. The guy with the uh, the Ford F three fifty, and he just had the Navigator. Did you see that at uh, at oh, SEMA? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forget his name. Super cool dude, and his wife is rad, and I love his Ford F three fifty, which I find out is for sale at a uh, at a discount price of one hundred thirty five thousand dollars. Worth uh, every penny. If you have the pennies. If you have the pennies, right. Are there any any slam trucks that you've salivated over that you wish you either would have bought or if you hit the lottery today, you would buy? Oh, hell yeah. There's a, a C50 at SEMA that the guys from, I'll screw this up, it's either CTP or CPT Concepts. They stretched it. They made a, it's like a 69, I think. They stretched it into a crew cab C50 ramp truck bagged and body drop lays flat on the ground uh, with a Duramax under the hood. The thing is sick. Oh, that's the one with the olive green Ferrari that slammed on uh, on the flatbed? Yeah, that one was cool. It was getting some eyeballs. Mine, uh, that was one of the only things I saw at SEMA, and it was probably the coolest thing I saw at SEMA. My coolest thing I saw at SEMA was in the uh, Coker booth. What was that? Uh, the Dr. Pepper delivery truck that was <laughs> But it uh, wasn't slammed. slammed. Yes, oh, was? it was. It was? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, dude, it was badass. It was a cab over. And it was black, and it had the big Dr. Pepper banner down the side that said uh, Vigor, Vitality, and Vim or whatever, and the old DPE logo is awesome. You hit the lottery. You're going You're going to call that dude for sure. Oh, dude, that, that, I want to find out more about that thing. It was badass. Mike, was there ever a truck that you had in your in your grip and then it slipped out? You were about to buy it or someone was going to give it to you or whatever, and you couldn't close the deal, and you still lament that day? No, I'm, I'm usually pretty realistic with the stuff. Like, I don't quit ever so if, if if i've got my eyes on it and i have the money in my pocket i'm making it happen um so there really hasn't been a truck that's gotten away there's been a bunch where i've been like damn that'd be cool to own but i usually don't have the money when i say that to myself <laughs> have you ever overpaid for one you got it home and you thought i wanted this way too bad i shouldn't have bought it like you had buyer's remorse almost every time um <laughs> But the, but it happened recently. Um, recently, I, I did this experiment on my YouTube channel where I had a ramp truck, a, a big red Chevy crew cab square body ramp truck with a 20-foot enclosed box on the back of it. And I thought, you know, I, I'm not using it. I don't need it. I don't want to sell it. I'm going to trade it. And I, I kept thinking about the dude with the one red paperclip experiment from back in Craigslist days early. Mm-hmm. And so I put a video on my YouTube channel that says, what will you trade me for this thing? And it was so much fun because every day I'd open up my email box and it was just a treasure hunt of crap. Like, <laughs> like a, That's a, actually a, kind a, of awesome. You could do like a whole Instagram account of what people want to trade you for something. That's sure. a rad idea. Oh, it was great. I dude. love like every, that. At, people tried to trade me gold watches, girlfriends, like motorcycles, like, <laughs> like just 
random stuff for this. Oh truck. my god, what a great idea, dude! I, that's wow. so that would be entertaining for days. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, you should do it. Well, what, what's well, the outcome well, of the story, though? Okay, so I, I have a ramp truck, right? I actually own three ramp trucks, so I'm trying to get rid of this what? one ramp truck. Which one do you get rid of? Because you you just got the big old long white one like last year, right? Right. Well, so I had the red one in addition to the big old long white one. The red one was about four foot shorter, but the same deal. It was a crew cab with an enclosed box. And then I had the roadkill ramp truck, which is an open one with a 16-foot bed. It's much shorter. Well, for sentimental reasons, I can't get rid of the roadkill one. Plus, I come and swapped it, and it runs really good. So that one has to stay. And then the big white one that we call Square Force One is just... <laughs> that thing is so long, dude. I've, I've seen your pictures on Instagram, like, turning into a uh, a fuel station. Like trying to like make the corner just so you can line up. Like that thing is huge. You need GoPro and like a wide angle view just to get no, it all you, in. No, you need uh, go jacks under the rear tires oh. to push the thing over sideways <laughs> to get around the corners. Oh yeah, dude. If you want to make a left on Tuesday, you start on Monday on that truck. <laughs> dude, it's it so is big. Thirty eight feet long that truck. Oh right? my god, that's an R V. Well, and the overhang yeah. on the back because it's a ramp truck, right? So when you're turning, yeah. you need to know what the rear swing is gonna, gonna be it's on. It's gonna it. take out light poles People, and everything people, else. yeah, small animals. Oh, yeah. It is utterly ridiculous. But so so the thing with that one is that one only has thirty six thousand original miles on it. It's an eighty nine GMC. I can't get rid of it. It's too nice. Is like, it a four fifty four? Yeah, four fifty four, four lady trans, the dash is in crack. Eighty nine? Um, an 89 so that's fuel injected um, that's the first year of the fuel injected 454 right well no the weird thing about that is it started out as a cabin chassis oh. it has a quadruped on it oh interesting and, okay because um, it was consumers i remember suburbans you can get the 454 fuel injected in 89 yeah this one doesn't have it um oh. so anyway that one's like literally mint it's amazing and it's enclosed so i can keep my car in it and it likely won't get stolen unless they steal the whole rig so so i have those two ram trucks that i have to keep and then I have this other red monster that I bought just because it was a really good deal. So that one I put up for trade, and I end up trading it for another damn ramp truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy he comes through with a 1969 Chevy C50 standard cam wrap truck that is just hot rotted out. Like it has its own custom bed. It's like it's like VW Cyber Green. Like yeah, it's, it's like pea soup green, green, right? Yeah, yeah. It dude, it's a sick looking truck. Right? I like the fenders on that truck. The fenders on the truck are so wrong the right. Well, are you looking at it right now? And if so, turn your laptop so I can see it. Let me take a look here. Yeah, so what's cool about it Ugh. is it has like, you know, when you get to like the 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 C fifty, obviously like the chassis cab, right? Yeah. And you know on the today's trucks, they have that that filler panel mm -hmm. for like the fenders to raise the, you know, the consumer truck up higher on uh -huh. the on the chassis. Well, this thing has the bumpers like all smoothed out and Frenched into the fenders, and the fenders look like they should have like a massive like semi wheel tire package, and they don't. I was gonna say <laughs> this is a pretty sweet Liberty Walk kit you have on there. I've seen that on Lamborghinis. Yeah. <laughs> and so, here, so here's the deal: is this guy calls me up and he's like, "Yeah, man, I want to trade," and I'm like, "All right, cool." But like a lot of people who decided to trade, they saw the thumbnail on youtube of the video and didn't actually watch the video they just instantly emailed me their trade so i'm i'm listening to this guy and he's telling me all about this truck and he's like yeah it's about a twenty thousand dollar truck and i'm like are you sure you want to trade he's like yeah i'm like am i'm like mine's maybe worth 10 and he's like no no it's all good i want to trade i'm like all right dude cool and he's up in maryland i'm down in georgia i'm gonna come to him obviously because his is way nicer than mine all of a sudden he calls you back he's like hey um i didn't actually watch the video and i'm like 
Exactly. <laughs> so, so when you watch the video, you see my truck is, you know, rusty. It's a fully functional, reliable truck, but it's rusty. So then he's like dickering with me for a week over the phone about how do we make this work? Because he wants my truck, but he doesn't want to give away his because he says it's a $20,000 truck. And eventually we come up with, I bring the truck to him and I bring him four grand cash and my truck and we'll trade. I'm like, all right, cool. So we turn it into a roadkill because we're, you know, this is stupid not to, this is crazy. And so the roadkill shoot happens and the day we get there, we're late. And so I roll into this parking lot, this guy's shop, and there's this green ramp truck. And from 10 feet away, it's awesome. But because we're shooting, I don't get to test drive it. Oh, and they're in no. a, and they're they're in a hurry for me to get the, the deal done so we can finish our shoot on these other cars we're actually driving, not this ramp truck. So I look at I look at it and I'm like, all right, and he starts it up, sounds okay. I'm like, all right, cool. Here's the money. Thanks, dude. Here's the title. Appreciate it. Well, I have to get on an airplane as soon as the shoot's over to leave for another event. I don't actually get to drive the truck home. But my friend Dave is there, and he's going to drive this thing home, right? Well, he doesn't even make it out of the dude's driveway. Oh, the thing, Is he the blowing you up cables, on your way to the airport? Or your phone you know, getting blown up with text or what? Well, I had the phone off when I was in the air. And so when I land... I discover that the battery cables melted and caught on fire in the driveway of the suit's place. <laughs> when my friend jacked the truck up to change the battery cables out, the front coil springs fell out of the truck because they had been cut so short. The truck was sitting on the bump stops and there was no shocks. No shocks. There was no wiring to the taillights. He had painted over. It's like a truck that could be cool and custom but it was never finished. But was it? So <laughs> no wiring to the taillights, no shocks, sitting on the bump stops. Um, what else? It was just there was no door seals in the cab for the doors. Oh, so dude, basically my buddy drove this thing all the way back home. It's the worst riding thing you've ever seen in your life. There's actually a, a YouTube video on my channel where you can see in cab that he's almost hitting his head on the roof. <laughs> dude, you owe bump. him so many beers. Like what? This is... I will tell you exactly how many beers, and here's why. <laughs> <laughs> it was so horrible that my man pulled over and to get some relief, got out of the truck for three hours and got a tattoo so that he could be out of the truck for three hours. <laughs> no way. Well, hey, I got to know what the tattoo is. So Tell me it was a picture of the truck. No. So, so <laughs> that is the, the third or fourth time he's gotten into a vehicle recently. And it's caught on fire electrically. So I've been calling him 12-volt Dave. He got a 12-volt <laughs> Dave tattoo on his forearm. Nice. nice. Well done. By the way, uh, the roadkill, uh, the the Corvette C4 without the body panels, was that the something cart? What was that thing called? Corvette cart. That the thing cart. caught on fire when uh, I went to move it in our old warehouse. And I started it up, and uh, one of the PAs blocked the, uh, the roll-up door. And I go to start it up, and... Uh, where the uh, where all the electrical comes together, where the regulator was, catches on fire, and it won't start. And I get out and I put it out and I text uh, Freiberger a photo. I'm like, "Hey, dude, just so you know, I just caught the uh, the uh, Corvette on fire." He's and like, you're, "And you're and you're panicked." Well, it's the middle of the do. It's just middle of the night, and I'm trying to get our trailer out for an event. And I'm like, uh, "Just so you know," and so he goes, "I just put a note on it. We'll deal with it later." <laughs> He's got a good attitude just, about it. I just jumped that Corvette like a week and a half ago, and. Um, it, it nosed in so hard at this rally track that it actually 
took the front control arms and twisted them like a pretzel. Oh, dude. And, and those are cast aluminum control arms. Yeah, they're strong. Twisted them. It was amazing. And uh, I ain't been right since. I'm still sore from that deal. Well, you know, uh, I, I just want to uh, cheers you to that. So I'm going to hold on. Oh, oh, Dr. Pepper? Just opened my Dr. Pepper, and I'm, I'm showing lightning the picture of the 1948 Ford cab over engine Dr. Pepper delivery truck that was in the that was slammed uh, laying frame in the Coker tire booth from SEMA. I think it was so nice. badass. It was a hot rod flat black, and it looked like the uh, the the uh, cab had been chopped. Oh, See, I so saw bad. the close up of like the roll up doors, uh-huh. but I never knew that it was slammed or anything. Oh, dude, I just figured so it was cool. And I guess it's on a Dodge Ram chassis, so it has a Cummins in it too. So going back to this this truck now that you're stuck with, Mike, are, are yeah, th- what now? This all seems like stuff you can fix in your shop. Yeah. So you know, the part of the problem with the experiment was, I thought I would just keep trading things, but I fell in love with the truck. I really like it. I really don't need it, but it needs so much work that I can't within conscience sell it or trade it away. So it's currently sitting waiting for me to fix all the crap that's wrong with it so that I can either stay in love with it and keep it, which I shouldn't, or or make another video and trade it. So that's where it's at. I love that. That's that's uh, that's That's great, dude. Now, did you wait? Did you ever call? The previous, the guy you traded, or is it just water under the bridge? I'm just curious if I mean, obviously you know it's a, you know it's a de- the deal is as is and money changed hands and a handshake and whatever. But did you ever hear from the guy? Oh, I hear from him all the time. He texts me all the time every time he every time he like customizes the red truck or does something fun or whatever. I, I hear from him all the time, and and I just you know, there's only been one time in my life where. I actually, I actually was like, "This is bullshit." I got ripped off. Yeah. I actually said something about it. Yeah. The rest of the time, it's like, "Yeah, dude, it's your own fault. You should have drove it." Yeah, I it's just part of the deal. You know, well, I got I, my, you know, it's my. It's my fault that I overpaid. Have you guys sold car, Mike? You sold a bunch of uh, cars and trucks. Have you ever sold it to a dude and then he won't stop blowing you up afterwards? Like, how does this work? I have. Or this broke or whatever. And, dude, I was scared to death when I sold my dually. Um, I thought. Have that they for called sure, you back since then? Only one text. Yeah. And dude, the you, guy who bought my long travel Ranger with the blower. Yeah, I was married to him for a while. So you were in my truck. You know how many switches I had. Oh, for I was sure. like eighteen yeah. switches that did. I mean, yeah. lights everywhere. You had more wiring than painless wiring it, factory. It, it was clean, but like I had all these secret functions and all this crap going on, and I thought for sure the guy was going to call me. And go, how does this work? How, one text is all I got. I thought he's got to not know how any of this stuff Dude, works. You're so lucky. But I was yeah, knock on wood. But Mike, have you been married to one of your your buyers? Oh yeah. i'd say probably 50 percent of them i still hear from for one reason or another and it's not usually complaining um it's usually just you know oh you know who i (laughs) so i sold it i sold j-lo my other dually to mike alexander and he was all stoked on it and um here's a great story so uh we negotiate a price he's like sweet he flies in i'm out of town while i'm out of town the truck is sitting in my driveway and there's a hailstorm, and the roof gets tagged with hail. Oh, uh, dude! Doesn't dent the the roof, but it chipped the paint on it. And uh, and I I had no idea. I was out of town. I get home, I decide I'm gonna wash the thing, make it all nice for him. And so he shows up on the same day that I'm washing the truck and I'm washing the roof, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> What the hell happened to the paint on this? And truck? obviously, you guys have been friends forever. Like Mike used to be a magazine guy with us, and he's over at Flow Air Ride right now. And good dude, right? Yeah. I mean, we're all buddies. I felt horrible. So, 
I felt horrible. So I have this horrible three hour wait for him to like, you know, his plane lands and he's got to get out to my house and all that. And the whole time I'm like, what do I tell this dude? He already flew all the way here, you know? So I show it to him and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. And he's like, ah, no big deal. You know, I'm like, dude, I'll, you know, I'll give you a grand off, whatever it takes. Cause I know you got to paint the roof now. And so we work all that out and everything's fine. And over the next few months, like this was like a low mileage 06 LBZ uh, Duramax truck. It only had like, I don't know, 70,000 miles on it or something. And then over the next few months, it kept breaking on him. Oh. But he would never he would never call me and complain. He would just be broke down and ask for help on Facebook. So everybody oh. else, everybody <laughs> else would send me screenshots of my broken mile truck. That's the ultimate dick move. I love it. It's so like passive aggressive, not on fault, but he's just like, I'm broken down again, but doesn't share it with you. You got to find it. No, no, no. He only, he hashtags Mike Finnegan, Uh but he doesn't tag him. (laughs) Right. right? He doesn't at tag him. (laughs) Because he knows 80 Uh, people are going to blow him up. Yeah. All right, Mike. So uh, we have a bone to pick with you. And and so uh, should we play the the message first and then play? Yeah. yeah. Let's just play this and uh, let you explain after. Let's play this first here. It's your old buddy Mongo here. Wanted to let you know, just in case for some reason someone hasn't told you yet, that old Finnegan kind of stealing your stick a little bit out there on the roadkills. <laughs> in the latest roadkill where they go get the T-37 Pontiac as they climb the ramp that Evil Knievel jumped over the Snake River or t- attempted to jump over Snake River from, you can hear Finnegan utter Emily's famous words, Yeah, buddy! Every time I hear it, I think of you guys and laugh my, well, you know what, off. <laughs> so, so, Mr. Mike Finnegan. Finnegan, what the hell, man? Oh, I can't help it. You guys are an inspiration to many <laughs> I just want to know. That was, uh, that was a secret nod to your friends with their truck show podcast, yeah. right? Of course it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. you lying sack. Yeah, yeah. Well, Is his we name really it. Mongo? Yeah, uh, yeah he calls us. Mongo. He's a, uh, a truck driver. And uh, he'll call us from time to time. The first time uh, he ever called us, he was driving from like uh, like Florida to Louisiana or something like I that. I think right? he or... started with like the Pacific Northwest, and then went, he went all the way down to the south. Yeah, every state that he crossed, he'd call us. Well, guys, it's Mongo, <laughs> and I'm driving through, and uh, I just crossed into this state. And so, like, we we sort of were hanging on like every breath to find out if he made it or not or like if if mongo doesn't call us at the destination they're you know we're gonna worry but he did he finally got yeah. to his destination he goes just letting you guys know i, I got here and i'm safe <laughs> oh wait wait but wait the funniest one was when he goes i remember when he hung up and he goes cool all right i love you guys and he hung up and then he calls back and he goes well that whole thing where i said i love you <laughs> i mean i like you a lot you, you know i'm a fan of the show but you know i yeah. I didn't mean to like yeah. that. Kudos. <laughs> we love we love old Mongo. He hasn't, call, he hasn't called in a while. Yeah, well, he will now. I'm yeah, sure he's of course he will. He's gonna, hopefully he's in his truck uh, driving cross-country laughing right now. Six oh, uh, what, what's the number? Uh, that would be 657-205-6105. Yeah. Five-star hotline. Wow. Wait, hold on. What, what hotline? The Five-star. Fi- the Five-star hotline? No, Five-star hotline. Listen to yourself back five when you get it. Five-star hotline. Five-star hotline. Five-star. That one. No, five-star hotline. That's what I said. All right, hey, you should play, Mike, our five-star hotline music. Mike, tell tell us if this is a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the five-star hotline. 657-205-6105. It's the five-star hotline. Five-star hotline. All right, I got to know, what 90s pop punk band is uh, <laughs> looking I, for work? I think that one is, uh, is inspired by... Um, 
Uh, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky, no, that's like that's like Big Pop and Daddies or whatever like they call Big Polka Cherry Pop and Daddies. Like no. Cherry Pop and Daddies. Yeah, there, Pop you and daddies. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, this degraded right back into the yeah. sun. You know, we were so good for so long, and we just couldn't help ourselves. Because at the it's end. hot as hell in here. I'm falling yeah, apart. We don't. Uh, hey, Mike. So we're the new podcast studio is in El Segundo, uh, next to George's office in the in, back in the photo cove, and uh, the building's air conditioning back here turns off at five. And so we're in this room with all this equipment running, and we basically do the. Uh, we've gotten to the point where we're, we're starting to do these shows topless. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> a lot of boobs. <laughs> I will never get to feel to get that image out of my brain now. <laughs> no, you, you won't. And you'll probably never come visit us in studio again, will you? <laughs> Not until you get some air conditioning. No. All right, that's fair enough. Well, it, it, next time you're in town, let us know uh, if you got ten minutes from the uh, th- from the Roadkill Garage side or Hot Rod Garage side. Come over here, and if it's during the day, there'll be air conditioning. We have all kinds of time when we're there filming Roadkill. Usually we have all the wrong parts and nothing fits, and we're just kind of standing around. It's perfect. Well, that's perfect. So uh, let me know when you're back in town. We'll, uh, we'll have you in. Hey, be- before we cut them off, can you give us a little teaser in the new season of Roadkill? What can we expect? The, the Rotson is back. All right. Like the Rotson. So <laughs> we decided we were going to drive it to SEMA, which isn't that far from El Segundo, you know, a couple Two, hundred miles. 238 miles or so. Yeah, you'd think we'd make it there. We got two, <laughs> two blocks from the convention center. I could smell the corn dogs. Oh. I could see the convention center. We didn't make it to go. <laughs> what happened? At one point, the engine was out of the car. So this is a 71 Datsun 240Z. It's the rustiest Datsun you've ever seen. And it has a small block Ford 302 with a turbo off of a Ford Power Stroke diesel. <laughs> and um, it's not a great combo, but it makes a lot of power eventually. Right. Well... Freiberger had taken the motor and chassis dyno or engine dyno did, forgot that he had put a spring in it for 18 pounds of boost, and then we went ripping donuts 40 miles from the convention center, and I'm pretty sure I nuked a head gasket in the thing, and so uh, we kept we were we kept driving with it just screaming hot. I mean, by the time we got two blocks to the convention center, it was at like 260 hmm, degrees, and 40 we were, miles. We were waiting. From the convention yeah. center. That sounds like the Gene, uh, Gene Dry Lake bed or the Gene parking lot. Uh, in a weird twist of fate, we were off the side of the 15, and there was this impromptu ATV thing going on, like UTVs actually, and um, I ran into Brandon Gologly in the middle of the desert. To see really? Uh, yeah. Who's he? Yeah. Uh, he used to work for us on Hot Rod, and he's over at, I think, Hemmings Motor News now. Yeah, we're sitting there doing donuts, and I look off to the left, and I see a container, and I see a bunch of UTVs and rental cars. I'm like, oh, someone's out here, you know, having fun. And the next thing I know, Brandon walks over. And I haven't seen Brandon in years, you know, since he left Hot Rod. And so, uh, anyway, we do a bunch of donuts there. The thing starts getting hot, so we head for the convention center, and we got two blocks from it and killed the motor. <laughs> Isn't that, like, just the the sums-up roadkill and, you know, almost? That should be your tagline, almost. It, it really does, but you, this is this is Roadkill in a nutshell, right here. The 100th episode, the one we talked about earlier in the show, yeah, is a throw is a it's a callback to our first one where we throw a dart at a map and wherever it lands, that's where we go. So we go big. It's episode 100. We got a few bucks now. We rent the helicopter that used to be in the show Riptide from the 80s. Yes, we get a 2013 Dodge Dart that had been stolen and theft recovered. Hook it to the copter, lift it a quarter of a mile up in the air and drop it at a giant <laughs> map, a map that's as big as like two and a half football fields and missed. 
You well, there's so much to talk about here. A that cost a fortune to do. You screwed it up. Where'd you get the yeah. map? Yeah, who pushed who, the button? Who flew the helicopter? Yeah. What? So the I have the what on top was, of what? The map was a chalk outline. Okay. And, uh, and when we when we arrive, I'm like. It signified the death of uh, of the show. <laughs> I, no, I was, of the vehicles. <laughs> I was like, man, I I don't know that map. That map really doesn't look big enough. And they're like, the producers like, no, no, these guys are pros. It's going to be fine. I'm like, okay. And so we're all standing there. I've got a radio, and you know, he's up there a quarter of a mile. And the plan is drop the dart and time it. However long it takes to hit the ground, we're going to go get an old Dodge dart and try to beat that time at the track, right? So they're hovering. They're up in the air. I tell him to drop it. It doesn't drop. And it turns out the mechanism for releasing it didn't work. So then they have to land. So they land and they fix the mechanism and they're like, we're almost out of gas. We don't know if we can do this. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we're going to stand around and wait for the refuel. And all of a sudden they're like, nope, we'll go. So they go up and they're in a much bigger hurry now than they were before. So they're, they're not circling the map anymore. Like they were the first time they just go right up and without any warning, they just the unload. cameras aren't even rolling. They drop the dart oh. the camera's rolling. Oh, so no. It misses the map completely Oops. and basically lands in the Pacific. And the only footage we have of the moment of impact is a random dude's iPhone video. And that's what's in our episode. <laughs> <laughs> now, did it crater the ground? What happened? Dude, it was incredible. So it's a dry lake bed. Um, Better than flying off a cliff in Alaska? It was it was as violent, if not more. Oh my god! So this car doesn't go into a crater; it just caves in on itself. The doors, like picture the the top of the door frame where it's you know meets the roof, that's now curved into the middle of the car, flat oh. as a pancake. It broke the engine in half. Like it was violent, dude. Well, it was, that's uh. That's a lesson in uh, good where good enough is. <laughs> yeah, roadkill in a nutshell. We can't even hit a map the size of two and a half football fields with that's, a car. That's the freaking magic. If yeah. everything worked out, it, it would be dumb. No, it would be dumb and part, boring and staged. Part of it is failure's rad. Yeah. Just like this show. Every... We need hats to say failure is rad. By the way, this is our 97th episode. We're not doing a good oh, job of failing. Yeah. Yeah, dude, this is 97. Dude. I know. You we're almost caught up. <laughs> how, long been, how long have you been doing this? You're overachievers. We uh, just hit 100 with Roadkill. That took eight years. March of 2018 is when the first episode aired. Uploaded. Downloaded? Uploaded. Whatever. Downloaded. Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Aired. March of 2018. We've uh, been doing more than one a week for uh, almost almost two what years. What do you mean more than one a week? We do one a week. No, we all the SEMA bonuses and our trailer. Well, sure, sure, yeah, no, no, normally it's on the, average. On yeah, average yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're like 1.002 a week or something right. like that. But yeah, yeah we're, uh, um, we're 97. And so everybody keeps asking us, what should the Truck Show podcast do for our 100th? And uh, we don't have the budget for a helicopter. Um, no, we should do. I got it. Let's do uh, 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 get a map on the ground. Mm-hmm. I'll bring a Hot Wheel. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just drop it from on top of the desk in the studio and then wherever the car lands, that's where we do our next remote for the show. We just fly somewhere, and we should we use our iPhones, and we can do slow motion of the car hitting the map, and we'll make it all dramatic. We're, I think because we don't have a budget, it should be just the the outline of LA County. So- <laughs> <laughs> just El Segundo. Just, oh, just El Segundo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we'll find out that it's we're gonna have to do it from uh, what's Cafe that? Rio. Cafe Rio, where they sing. Where they sing. It's uh, just down Rosecrans over there. Yeah. (laughs) God. Dude, we got to figure out what we're gonna do for our hundredth episode. Yeah, we do. Oh, so uh, Finnegan, we were was this last weekend trying to bust out a few of our SEMA shows because I was in a booth. I was where the booth where you rolled in, Banks, 
And I was trapped there. I couldn't get out. And Holman was running around getting a bunch of interviews. So we couldn't really assemble the shows till after. So yeah. Saturday night, last, I guess it's what it is, whenever it is, last yeah. Saturday night, yeah. Sunday we morning. started recording at like 9 o'clock at night, and we wrapped up at 3.45 in the morning. Vargas, our facilities guy, goes, uh, you guys were late here on uh, Sunday morning, weren't you? Because <laughs> the alarm you know, sets off yeah. something on his phone when we armed it and left. And it's like, are you guys insane? Yeah. We were so exhausted. Dude, we were punchy. But I guess <laughs> you, he's done some late nights. Of course. Oh, I've, I've slept on that couch in that uh, studio more than once. Yeah, not our couch, but our their, couch? their couch, yeah. Mike wouldn't fit on this couch. It's too small for him. Yeah, this is tiny. It's only like I a two-seater. No, it's no, short. You're, you're it's tall. Short. Yeah, it's, you're it's tall. Like, it's like a love seat. Yeah. It's too late. You can't take it back, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Mr. Mike Finnegan, uh, follow him everywhere. I guess that's the, I mean, just uh, cause at he's, Finnegan 999. Yeah, 999. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go eat my feelings now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, seriously, let us know when you're back because we usually record at night after work when you guys are waiting for parts and, and things. So oh. you just walk across the hallway. Perfect. I'll definitely do that. We yeah, would bro. be honored. All right. Thank you very much. As always, you're uh, you're our fave. The, uh, the Mike Finnegan, our number one uh, show ever. I wonder if this one will pass that. Oh, you guys are too kind. Thank you. Uh, sorry. Uh, Mike We're has to go now. Probably. Mike has to go now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, you're the best. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Later. See ya. Damn, I love Mike. I mean, not like that, but... Okay, Mongo. (laughs) (laughs) What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? We were both standing for that one. That yeah, was, but did you see what I did? Nice. I did like the arm pump. Well, you got, yeah, I thought you were going to go for a dab. Yeah, but then no, you did I, did, the I, I, I did an arm pump. I decided that was a last minute uh, uh, course correction. <laughs> <laughs> you could have uh, wobbled and fell over. Yeah that's, cur- yeah, that's no good. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you hear? No, tell me. Uh, Tesla is finally going to uh, reveal the Cybertruck <laughs> on What's November that? 21st. <laughs> Should we try and get Elon in here to explain himself? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, of course, <laughs> I can't get. Uh, yes, it would be the. Best what if we thing can't ever. get Elon, but we can get the head designer? Will he smoke weed? Uh, do you have weed? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I don't, don't think we can smoke no, here. No, no. Uh, maybe have a beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so the that uh, would be a coup if Elon Musk came to the truck show podcast. Yes, that now, would be a coup. He has his office is what three miles from it's here. Super close. I should have just asked him uh, last time I saw him. Excuse me, what? Okay, so on November wait, 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 21st, stop, the Cybertruck is coming out, stop, and uh, you guys should... I think we'll talk about it on the next episode. I'm turning your mic off. Hold on a second. Nope. Moving right along here. You wait a minute. Moving. You said last time I saw him. Yeah, so uh, did you hear? The 2021 Chevy Silverado HD Carhartt Special Edition. That's pretty cool. Saw it two years uh, ago. Displayed that not of this truck you haven't, pal. Let me see it. It's the new body style. Oh yeah. And it debuted at SEMA, and it is uh it has a Z71 off-road package in mosaic black metallic exterior paint, and blacked out things on it, and uh, also has Carhartt gold pinstriping, Carhartt badges on the doors and tailgate, and chrome grille surrounds and inserts that complement the blacked out look. The soft tonneau cover. Is also embossed with the Carhartt logo. And on the inside, the two-tone look continues with black and Carhartt brown leather seats featuring unique stitching. Do you notice that when you read, you sing song a lot? Yep. 
Okay. Only only when I don't care about what I'm reading about. Yeah, yeah. So I it's liked, sort of on purpose. I liked the Carhartt um, themed. I like Carhartt clothing. I do. You know what's weird is that in see that I, I finally got that. Yeah, too. hook shot. Yeah, hook yeah shot. over your head. Finally. So um, I don't know that people in SoCal really get the Carhartt thing. When I was in, we're a, not in SoCal. We are talking to an international audience, my friend. Don't I, let your pompousness I, show through. Can I just finish? Okay, go ahead. And I, I knew that Carhartt was a decent-sized brand. Okay. But then when I was in Alaska recently, I, I went to a store that Everywhere. had nothing but Carhartt. And my kids are like, I don't even know what this is. And Because well, you dress in Hurley all, or whatever uh-huh. the clothes yeah. are. And I uh, thought it was pretty oh, cool. Carhartt is by clothing Carhartt. for men. Yeah. Uh, did you hear that? Don't uh, don't uh, yet another company. Honda Ridgeline is coming to market. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this would be the uh, the Hyundai confirming the Santa Cruz pickup will be built in Montgomery, Alabama. Wait a minute. Let me see that. Mm. Let me see that. No, seriously. Let me see that. It looks like an extended cab. Ridgeline with Hyundai. Way, styling. I got to tell you, way cooler looking. I than know, a, but than it's a still a unibody, front wheel drive based. This is good looking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bite your tongue. No, How dare I'm you? Serious. This is actually good looking. It's I would that's a concept. Slam, you will not. I would slam the shit out of this. Yeah, I would put this on the ground. It would look kind of cool. I'm not even joking. Yeah, they're not calling it a truck, but rather a compact utility vehicle. And uh, do we do we need another one of those? I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm I'm looking at it. And I'm not saying much because I actually. Really like the lines okay, of this. Promise me this. That's not the truck that you buy. No, to, to, no, for truck. Not ride? at all. No. Okay, good. But I could see guy getting this for like my wife or something. No, getting out of the tell you ride. Tell you ride hmm. that took off her ring finger or something. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so there's that. That's great. Uh, and then on to <laughs> on to real truck companies. Uh, Ram launches five built to serve edition trucks dedicated to each U.S. military branch, which is kind of cool. So there's uh, five special edition uh, Ram trucks coming out to uh, honor each branch of the U.S. Armed Services. That's cool. And it'll be uh, available on all Ram 1500 body styles and powertrains. And active duty and retired vets can order the built-to-serve edition starting in November with a $2,795 premium over the standard Ram. Uh, Now, wait a minute. They're offering this to vets, and they're charging them more for it. Well, you get some some cool stuff. Mm. Yeah, so part of uh, Veterans Day, they launched back on November 6th. What's kind of cool is each branch gets two colors. So there'll be Army gets Gator, which, by the way, it's coming to Jeep uh, Wranglers soon. Gator? Uh, Gator. Okay. Uh, And Diamond Black, which is pretty cool. Uh, The Navy gets Ceramic Gray and Patriot Blue. Air Force gets Anvil and Billet Silver. Marines get Tank and Flame Red. Coast Guard gets Spitfire and Bright White. Um, Ram will offer 1,000 of each color, except for Spitfire and Bright White, of which there will only be 500 each. Uh, I think think that's not fair to the Coast Guard. Not at all. Got slided. Yeah. In total, there'll be about 9,000 special edition trucks. And there's a few more bespoke touches. There are American flag decals on the bed, ready to serve badges on the interior, as well as color stitching corresponding to their branch of service. 20-inch aluminum wheels with technical gray finish are also part of the package, as are body color wheel flares. An all-black grill and surround, black bumper, side steps, exhaust tips, all blacked out on the exterior. And then inside, you get Velcro panels on each front seat. Uh, for, so you can put owner's patches on it, which is pretty cool. So anyway, if you're interested, uh, the built-to-serve edition for all of our veterans out there. It's a nice nod. I do like that, but I do... You I think it of, should be free? Yeah, well, no, not free, but I think it should be the same price. Uh, fifthgenrams.com 
uh, as we're on the topic of Rams, because that seems to be all the news raged this week, is talking about a patent that came out on a new engine that could potentially replace the Hemi. Tell me more. So the, the rumored 7-liter Hemi V8 has apparently been shelved, according to sources. And uh, they're looking at a possible inline-six with a Turo that could power the next generation of trucks and other with things. A, with a Turo? Yes, a Turo. What, what is that? A Turo. Yes, a Turo. What did you just say? Turbo. A Turbo. Turbo. You said Turo. Turbo. I was thinking, what is a turbo? You, I, I don't think you should be the judge of of who what you hear out of people. But you just said play it back. Let's find out. <laughs> and uh, they're looking at a possible inline six with a Turo that could power the next generation of trucks. So anyway, they're saying uh, it might range in horsepower of around three hundred and sixty to maybe five hundred and twenty-five plus or minus. That's healthy. I am a big fan of straight sixes, and that might be a pretty cool engine, although it would be sad to see a, uh, a V8 go away. So, I don't know. Rumors. Hmm. Have you heard any rumors? I mean, I could play that Fleetwood Mac song, if you'd like, and get us busted for a copyright infringement. Yeah, let's not do that. Okay. Let's not do that. Well, that's all the news I well, have. What is the back of that? What is that what? picture right there? Because that looks rad. What oh. is that? Yeah, did you? I'm trying to get these people on the show. Well, why, wait, what is that? Did you see the E10 from SEMA? I know we're still talking about SEMA. Yeah. It's a 62 Chevy C10 packing a new E-crate system from General Motors. It was in the Chevy booth or the Holy GM booth. Holy hell. No, I didn't see that. You didn't see that? No. Oh, well, we should talk I told about you I, I only got to the freaking Upper South Hall with the off-road stuff. So it uses two electric motors from a Chevy Bolt, 120 uh, <laughs> kilowatt hour battery pack, has an automatic transmission, 450 horsepower to the rear wheels. And uh, Chevy calls this E-Crate electric power system connecting cruise, so it's meant to show it's possible if you want to take out a uh, internal combustion engine and replace it with a, a electrical system or a, a motor, right? Okay. Electric motor. There's a double stack of electric motors connected to a 4L70E auto, and the double 60-kilowatt batteries that are also used in the Bolt are packaged behind the cab inside the bed. Hmm. Let me see. Let me see. So they're see. saying 0 to 60 in about 5 seconds, quarter mile in about 13 seconds. That's pretty darn quick. That's that's a good-looking truck, too. It's a great-looking truck, but... I know you're still... Neither of us are still on board the electric train. I mean, it's cool. I get it. But is this the the beginning of the slippery slope? Oh, yeah, for sure. Rivian, Tesla, now Chevrolet. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. This is the the thing that I... I I guess kids would find this cool. I don't find it cool. There's one speaker in the front, two in the back, and the driver can choose among several different engine sounds. Mm. LS7Z28 track tuning, LS7Z28 touring tuning, a V8, a futuristic sound, or just plain old silent mode. Yeah. So it's got an engine sound emulator. I don't know. I mean, really? Okay, so check this out. I was on the phone with my buddy Donnie Emler, Lil D from FMF. They mm-hmm. make a flying machine factory. They make yep. exhaust pipes for yep. dirt bikes, right? Yep. Have for, I don't know, a long time. gazillion years. Yep. And he, like the automotive aftermarket, has to think about what a... What about electric in the future? Well, that's already coming to dirt bikes. So there, there's there been a failure already. Uh, yep. Harley, uh, I guess there was one brand that Harley was going to buy and then it fell apart. Yeah, I actually had a friend who worked there. They were up in the Bay Area. It was Alta Motors. And yes. they actually had a really cool uh, packaging, a really cool setup. Um, but uh, the company ultimately failed, I think, earlier this year, end of last year, something like that. I didn't know much about it, but Donnie, we were talking about electric. And I said, you know, at some point, you're going to have to think about this. He goes, yeah, it's still a little ways off. But KTM yeah. has a 2020... 
SXE5, mm-hmm. which is a 50cc, well, or the equivalent, yeah. and it's electric yep. for, for little grumps, little little kids, cool. right? And he's like, it's kind of like the Happy Meal. These kids now are going to be indoctrinated into, uh, they're going to get used to a right, silent early. bike. Exactly. And so by the time that they're in their teens, 20s, they won't need the two-stroke sound yep. or the four-stroke sound. So what does FMF do with something like that? He doesn't know. But Ooh, he knows, just like a lot of guys who are making exhaust pipe. What does MagnaFlow do? MagnaFlow only makes cats and exhaust pipes, and if you're uh, Magna- heat exchangers for uh, batteries, right? I, I mean, what do you do if you're if you're MagnaFlow? That'd be a very interesting question. I mean, you're and, not probably making a, a, a product for the new Tesla Cybertruck that'll be announced next week, right? So, but I thought that was really interesting because. We, you and I are always talking about like culture shock where, oh, my God, how are you and I going to adapt to electric vehicles? Because we especially like, man, if you're a if you're a, a Cummins guy and you're like, I'm a delete, dude, I love the sound of the exhaust and the turbo yeah. wine and all that stuff. The exact opposite of what you would ever want yeah. is a silent truck. But imagine being a kid who you're you're six years old and you're ripping around, a, a you know, a, a track and it's silent. Well, there's no noise pollution. I mean, I guess there's that it's for- It's just you and the you wind. And, no, actually, no, because you got the kid's got earbuds in, he's you know, and he's listening to Slayer or something, right? You wish. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, he's listening to- You I mean cla- classic rock? No, I don't think so. If you're <laughs> no, six, no, no. what are you listening to? No, that's what I'm saying. Slayer, it's classic rock. Oh, yeah, 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 classic right? rock. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's- But it's- Or he's- Now he's ripping Post Malone. It's the McDonald's thing. It's like get the kid when he's super super duper young, falls in love with the taste of that cheeseburger, and he's going to be eating that same taste all the way through, you know, his seventies till he dies of cardiac arrest, right? <laughs> Whatever. All we don't right. have McDonald's. Well, this, as why a does everything get dark and awful at the end of our segments? I don't. I don't know. Stop. I'm just saying. It was What's wrong with you? From a guy like you're craving a motor- McDonald's cheeseburger right now, aren't oh, well, you? Maybe. Maybe. I'm <laughs> looking at you and you're. I feel no. like you're looking at me like I'm a piece of a cheeseburger, I, like those old cartoons. You and I just discussed that we don't. I'm not a fan of McDonald's anymore because the new yeah. stuff, whatever they're making their burgers and fries it's in, just, eh. bland as hell. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the key is to do like a quarter pounder with that with the good meat patty that they have, but then do it Big Mac sauce. You do a Big Mac style. I that do, helps. A lot. I do quarter pounder cheese every time, but yeah. I absolutely litter it with ketchup. Yeah, I do a half a pack of ketchup on yeah. every bite to give it some taste. Otherwise, it's just a shoebox. Yeah, just just cardboard. All right. Well, uh, you wanna, <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> well, we What's new out. in food? You gotta know. <laughs> oh wow, Solomon, I'm excited to get the uh, this next review, and I can't believe you lined him up, Doctor Evil. While you were frozen, we began a program to clone you. Cool. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. He is no. exactly different like burn. you in every way. Completely different burn. Not uh, not a it's Vern a Troyer. This is uh, Vern Simons. <laughs> Vern Simons. Wait, it's not Vern <laughs> Troyer? Yeah. No, Mini we're going to call him from Austin Powers. We're calling him right now. Mini me. <laughs> oh. Hello? Hey, it's our Vern. Vern! Hold on, Vern. Hey, you're, we have to uh, make sure this is Vern Simons and not Vern Troyer. Is this correct? Yeah. No, that Vern Troyer is my mini-me, and I believe, unfortunately, he may have passed away. Oh, right. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. He oh. Just to be a complete bummer. Wow. <laughs> what a way to start. Hey, we're going to play some happy right. music really quick. Hang on <laughs> a sec. There we go. Hang on. Drug review. Yeah. Roll the colon dragon truck nuts. Oh! There we go. Yeah. Strong. All right, Vern. Good. Right on. 
All right. Is there somebody somebody to bleep me? Because I have oh, yeah. got a, the mouth of a sailor. Perfect. Uh, so do we. I'm uh, happy to do so. <laughs> uh, although we only have a jar full of bleeps, it only lasts one show, uh, typically. Okay. So we'll have to Good. maximize our bleepage. All right. So we're having Vern on because, A, Vern is an off-road expert. And I'm so freaking jealous because he got to go drive the new Wrangler JL with the diesel. I did, but hey, you told me to go do it, so that's true. I did it. Uh, Jeep for some. <laughs> you, can't be, you can't be angry or no, jealous. Well, or anything. the problem is Jeep for some reason decided to put the drive on top of SEMA. Mm. Yes, Sean is very important at SEMA, and I, while well, do lots of things at SEMA, I'm much less important actually during the event. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> Vern's very important. In fact, one of the things that Vern built was getting all sorts of crowds around it in uh, the Skyjacker booth. That may be true, yes. Twice now I've had a car that I built most of in SEMA, and I'm totally flattered every year that that happens. So we need to talk and about my- that because we were going to have you guys, you or Hazel, on to talk about UA and talk yeah. about the Scout build. So here's what I think we'll do. Tonight we'll talk about the uh, the JL Diesel, but we're going to have okay. you back on because I know next month all the videos from Ultimate Adventure – um, come Ooh, yeah. uh, out on fourwheeler.com and we'll bring you okay. guys back and then we'll talk about UA next month. How's that work? That sounds perfect to me. All right. So you're our man, you're our wheel man in this episode. And finally, the three liter Eco Diesel comes out. It's in the JL. It's 240 horse, 442 pound feet of torque. I feel like we've been talking about this for 35 years. Well, yeah, Vern had the perfect intro. Vern, talk about the intro to your story because that, that sums it up the best. Well, it's a question that I've gotten. I've worked at a Jeep magazine sort of full-time or a freelancer for almost 20 years, and it's always the question that we get is, when is, it, when is Jeep going to build a truck, and when is Jeep going to put a diesel in a Wrangler? And it's like, I don't know what happened. For some reason, all of the stars aligned, and they built a Jeep truck called the Gladiator, and now they have a Wrangler with a diesel in it I believe- in the U.S. I believe you said, well, Christmas, Easter, graduation day, and all those other things all came early. Oh yeah, no, it's it's complete miracle. I mean, it's like Sasquatch just ran by, and you haven't seen it. <laughs> and you, and know and it you took a video in slow motion with your iPhone 11, so there's no disputing it, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's, yes. Exactly. I mean, I, I, it, I I'd love to believe in the Sasquatch, but I I've never seen one, and I kind of felt the same way about the Jeep truck or a, a Wrangler with a diesel in it. I guess we all kind of felt that it really wouldn't happen. Something would hiccup, and they just say, oh, you know what, that old thing about the diesel, we're, we're, we're not going to do it. Yeah, and they've done that. They did that for, I, well, it seems like they've been doing that for the past 10 years. But now they've finally done it. I drove the thing, and it was uh, like a real production car. <laughs> all right, so there, yeah, obviously there's been a million diesel swaps and all those kinds of things, but this is the Eco Diesel that you're familiar with the, with the Ram. It's basically right. the... Similar to the previous power rating, uh, because in the uh, in the Jeep, uh, less thermal management and lighter vehicle and all that kind of stuff. So let's talk about the differences real quick. It has um, the eight-speed automatic, no manual. Uh, it still mm-hmm. has the on the Rubicon a four-to-one transfer case from the Sahara two seventy-two to one. It weighs about four hundred pounds more than the gas version, and they mount it with I guess hydraulic engine mounts to quell NVH. But they all, instead of the, the gas Rubicons, all have 410s. Everything with the Eco Diesel, whether you get a Sahara or a Rubicon, it's 373s. And then you also get, regardless of whether it's a Rubicon or not, you get the bigger uh, axles, right? The, the bigger Advantech Dana 44s yeah. front and rear. Yeah, that's what they told us. So that, that's sort of interesting thing because before they only ever had a 410 and that larger axle. Now they're doing it with a 373. 
I don't know that there's really an application for that, but it widens the uh, factory gear ratios ever so slightly, I guess. <laughs> so I know everybody wants to know about range, and uh, it, but they actually trade a little bit of fuel capacity for the DEF tank, right? So the range isn't like a 21-gallon tank that you'd get with the gas model. Isn't the tank down like 18.5 gallons? Yeah, I think I want to I want to say they said something around 18. Um, yeah, and and they were they were pretty closed lip on on fuel economy even during the test. Maybe because of the tests aren't complete, and we kind of got a, a fairly wide range uh, during our test drive. But I'm thinking it's I kind of added up how many miles we went, and the couple times that I looked down at the uh, you know the instant read fuel fuel uh, economy gauge. And I'm thinking it was over 30. And this is like with uh, magazine editors driving this thing, you know, like we're, we want to feel the torque. We're, we're holding the pedal on the floor. Like we're driving the thing. It's not a real good time to get a real accurate fuel economy uh, reading. And you're not the only person to say that. There's been several people that have, were on that trip who say they got close to or over 30 miles per gallon in their rough calculations, which is pretty unbelievable for a shoe box uh, going down the highway. What's the what's yeah. the eco diesel getting in in the truck in the Ram 1500? It's 29, uh, I believe 29 on the high efficiency model of the last generation. They might have had one two wheel drive model that got 31. Wow. Huh. So the Wrangler to get more than that is would be crazy. That, that's an insane number, but it also costs four thousand dollars more. So Vern. The, the ultimate question in my mind is there's a couple school of thoughts. One is you'll never pay that back in fuel economy benefit versus, say, the right. V6. Or, as one of our listeners pointed out to me, uh, that you're, it's parked money because your residual at the end of you owning it is going to be a lot more because it's a diesel. What was it like to drive it? In the, in the Eco Diesel and the Ram, there's a little bit of turbo lag, especially off-road when you're sort of driving fast, and it's not as immediate. But obviously, crawling—it's awesome. What, were, what was your take in the Wrangler, and did you feel like the turbo lag was an issue? And would you spend the extra four grand on it? Um, I'm I'm a total cheapskate, so I'd have a hard time paying as much as they want for one of those Wranglers, uh, fully dressed up. I'm like more looking at like the base model of the Sport two door with a soft top, and you know, well, do I we don't know what do we know what the training price is? wheels, but. Um, uh, no, but like, so we were in a, uh, for the on-road portion, we were in a Sahara and that thing was somewhere over 50,000. There was a Monroney in the glove box and I kind of glanced at it. Yeah. You'll be able to hit 60 with it, with the diesel. No problem. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. wow. And then, right. Cha-ching <laughs> is for sure. And then, uh, then they put us in uh Rubicons out at San hollow, which I was kind of surprised to be in San hollow, not because I've never been there, but because I, well, it seems to me like it's a good place to get um, media types who maybe aren't really all that into rock crawling into a lot of trouble. Yeah, right. In a Rubicon. Yeah. No, I'm not familiar with the spot. Uh, it's oh, it's okay. sort of like your typical uh, Utah Red Rock. There's lots of lake rock, but there's some really good climbs that are technical. And it would be a great way to showcase the vehicle, except that typically when you're a PR team, you put together a route for the lowest common denominator that's coming to the drive. Okay. Yeah, so sometimes they're a little bit disappointing off-road for those of us like Sean and myself who've spent a lot of time behind the wheels off-road. It was actually a pretty legit uh, course. Like, we were really doing stuff. We were lifting tires. There were times when it, it would surprise me if somebody didn't get really tippy and roll over. They did have people there for spotters and kind of to make sure you weren't doing anything too dumb. But it was a legit 
rock crawling course. And, uh, yeah, uh, I think because of the four to one, I couldn't really detect any turbo lag. The torque was there. I mean, there was a bit of, uh, three foot driving and driving through the, uh, the brake, not three foot left foot driving. Sorry. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, there was a bit of that just to kind of keep everything, um, you know, sort of spooled up. But I mean, I'd do that in any car with an automatic when I'm rock rolling. I think the four to one really kind of helps take away any turbo lag. I didn't really notice turbo lag on the road, but I'm not the world's best, uh, you know, critic of how vehicles drive on road <laughs> is that because you're typically driving things that were made in the uh, 60s well there's that and <laughs> yes i i feel like people have different filters for for uh, what they mine and what they don't mind i found that i'm pretty uh, resilient to pretty rough vehicles as compared to other people and the other thing that i get all the time is people ask me whether tires are loud or not I have no idea because I'm used to driving something with no top and really gnarly mud tires. <laughs> That's sort of like my friend Lightning here. Typically, we ask if the uh, podcast is loud or not, and he has it turned up so high, he, and he can barely hear anything that we're doing. What's that? Here. Are we recording right now? Yeah, I hope so. I didn't know you were talking. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, I, will pass, I will pass a truck every once in a while on the freeway, and I'll, like Mickey Thompson off-road, like, and I'll look over and go, that's not cool at all. Like there was a time in the '80s when I thought that was a, kind of cool, but now the nicest tires are the quietest ones. They're the most aggressive, and yet they're quiet. And I just trip when a guy That's rolls you're by. Old now, no, I, yeah. I. Oh yeah, for sure. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I, but I just think those have got to be ass crap tires to be on the freeway. No, not necessarily. Uh, no, the, the the best tires, the tires that you can't kill off road, generally make a lot of noise on road, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> regardless of what you do. I I, I would uh, I would subscribe to that. So it sounds like um, from a driving's perspective, plenty of passing power, feels great on the highway, as you would expect. Sounds like yeah, great I, fuel economy. But I'm about ready to. So I just put my JK up for sale. When that goes, I'm ordering my JL. And I was all about stick shift V6 gas. And then I sort yeah. of like, mm, I kind of like the idea of the diesel, but no stick shift. But then yeah. I saw the four thousand dollar price. I'm like, mm, I think I'm back to the V6 with a stick. I don't know, but four grand over the course of the payments is not that much. Yeah, but four grand. It's is not a... like the Duramax Upfit, which is ten. I can't afford a sixty thousand dollar Jeep, though. Yeah, I think the problem is that it really isn't that much money when you talk about like the Rubicon package in general. I mean, like you can go. You can go look at a new, like the Vern, the 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 Jeeps that Vern's drooling over, the two doors with the soft top. Uh, Vern, you mean the one that my seventy-two-year-old mother-in-law just purchased? Yeah, like basic <laughs> bare bones. Swear sure. to God, yeah. this happened in my life this past week. My mother-in-law came to me and she said, "I want a fun car," and I went, "Okay." Yeah, good she for goes, her. She goes, "You know, your wife has a Jeep. My, you know, my my sister-in-law has a Jeep. I have a Jeep," and she says, "I want to be part of the Jeep family." And she started looking at TJs and LJs, and I'm like, no, 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 no. She's like, why are these so expensive? I'm like, it's better for you to just go get a new Jeep and lease it with a warranty and all that. They drive way better. Trust me, mm -hmm. it's, it's better. So went to the Jeep dealership, fully expecting her to be like, I hate the way this drives. She's like, mm -hmm. I love it. And just oh, yeah. ordered a red two-door Wrangler uh, Sport S that is getting built on Monday when this show comes out. No kidding. Yeah. And so my wife, nice. here's how messed up my wife is. She goes, how's it feel? Oh, and by the way, Shane Kassad at Bilstein, good friend of the show, good friend of mine, just bought a JL after years of talking about it, of getting a Wrangler. Okay. My wow. wife looks at me the other day and goes, how's it feel that everybody's getting a Jeep before you? <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep in yeah. mind, 
I was helping Jeep two years before the JL came out to make the JL what it is. Still don't have it. That's how the cookie crumbles. Still don't have one. Unfortunately, they don't give them to you. I feel like I've been carrying, toting the uh, the Jeep line for a long time, and they've they've never given me one. Yeah, what's up with that? You know, you and I need to stage a protest here. Right, this isn't cool. We don't like Jeep anymore. Yeah, well, that's not true. <laughs> no, it, it really isn't. It's a it's a pretty remarkable rig. Um, one of the one of the cooler things about the diesel was like I was driving the thing, and um, KJ Jones, who's the head editor for. Uh, what is it? Diesel uh, power, yeah. Diesel power, yeah. Sorry, I'm on the. I'm, I'm all famous on the podcast, so I can't think. <laughs> but, uh, he and he and I are, were sitting there, and 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 he. I let him drive first, and then he let me drive, and we were driving in the sand, and I was kind of trying to get a feel for it, and then we stopped. We had to wait for some people who were behind us, and I was like, "Man, do you hear that? You hear that jet flying over?" And he was like, yeah, man, they're really active today. And then I kind of started looking around. There was no jet. This th- Somehow, like, the, the turbo pressure as it bleeds off, like, after you're on throttle, makes a sound in the in that Wrangler, at least the one with the soft top, that sounds like an F- F-16 overhead, like like they're dogfighting or something. That's either awesome or super annoying. What? <laughs> uh, I think it's super awesome, but it might get kind of annoying. It's so not really very loud, though. It's just, it's just enough to make you look for an airplane. So this is not like a wastegate. This is – you're hearing the turbo through – the intake, like I'm trying to figure out where that noise is yeah, coming from. Yeah, I, 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 I'm baffled by it too. Because no, it's not like it's not a blow-off valve or a wastegate. It's just like somehow as it depressurizes, it kind of just makes a a whooshing I, it sounds noise. Like, yeah, it's like a, it sounds like jet airplanes flying around. I'm kind of excited to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we'll, you, we'll have to get a you guys, microphone up You there. guys pay attention to that and, and think of me. I thought it was weird, but don't we was, have one were, of those coming to four wheeler of the year? Oh, I hope so. I think we do. Remind me, and I'll bring the microphone with me, and we'll see if we can record that. Yeah. So uh, I I really thought it was planes until I realized that there, A, were no planes, and that, B, it was also followed me, you know, giving throttle. So it would be on throttle and then off, and then like a second later, it would kind of... Like, that does yeah, sound was, like when you take a Duramax and you get rid of the stock intake, yeah. put a, an aftermarket one, it can and breathe. You can hear can, it, yeah. yeah. You can, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, it has I'm still, nothing to do with anything. I'm still torn. I, uh, and I don't know what color I want. I thought I knew, and then now I don't. And and I, I really want to stick, but that diesel sounds pretty great. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I'm excited for you. That's that's well, that's lots of that's like Christmas, but but so here's my question: How popular is this going to be? Because here, right now you've got the the uh, the two liter turbo and the three point six six three point mm-hmm. six gas V six. Yep. Okay, so the two liter, they uh, people say it's more fun to drive. It's got a little more power. Although the three six is the more popular. Uh, it's it's moving well, more th- units. The three six is the base engine, right? But it's it's moving more units. Is that because of the price? Base unit, yeah. Or, that's what okay. it comes standard with, yeah. And the upgrade yeah. is the two point oh. But turbo. I, I but I get it. But like most guys want a bigger engine, so I'm guessing is it? Wow, oh, you get the price working for you, and it sounds bigger. It's a three six versus yeah. what? Like oh, no, man, the, the, what? What the, man? So here, man here's a two liter. You know, in my opinion, the three six is a much better off road engine to wheel with. Okay. And the 2.0 is a much better on-road vehicle. They're both fine in both places, 
but the two-liter romps and the turbo, especially climbing hills and highway, is awesome. But to me, there's a little bit of turbo lag. Just a two-liter sounds like a it, motorcycle uh, engine. But it's not. It's just tiny. And there's a little bit of turbo lag, and there's a little bit of uh, torque converter surge You understand, off-road. it's just barely bigger than your Harley engine was. It has 280 horsepower. It, it is incredible. Like, yeah. I don't know what they did. It's awesome. But it is, it is unbelievable how powerful that little engine is. It's, it, it, it's, it, but, but I feel, I feel like the three, six was kind of like that too. Like the, the three, eight was, no, it was a, I mean, it really was. Torquier, sort of better a, off road out of all of them, but sucked everywhere else. So can yeah. you take a turbo and put it on the three, six or? Oh yeah. The, the, the Pentastar will take one. Yeah. There's a couple <laughs> blower kits out there. I know uh, on the new one, Edelbrock makes one. Uh, and there's a couple other companies out there, but uh, the three, six with a, with a blower is pretty, pretty bit, uh, pretty good. What do you think yeah. the popularity of this diesel is going to be? Because again, you pay the price tag, but I feel like a lot of guys are going to want it. But I, I want it, but I can't. I don't think I can afford it if I want a nicely equipped Rubicon. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's sort of a hard one to to say. Like I feel like the Gladiator was super popular, um, but then again, you know, I mean, it was huge at SEMA. But how many people? And I see them driving around. But how many people are going to really start building them and wheeling, wheeling them? I don't know. It's an interesting question. Gladi- I think there's a potential. Gladiator with that uh with the diesel next year. Next that's, that's what they that, that's what yeah. they said. That's the moneymaker yeah. right there. Tw- 21 is get there it's a year behind basically everything on the JL. So I think it's going to be more popular in the Gladiator because it's it feels more truck and diesels Probably. You know, typically in trucks and I I don't think Jeep people are are diesel people. So I don't know. Well, we'll no, see. Jeep people are absolutely diesel people. You they, think they so? are. They oh, just they're, they're, they don't they, have options. They've been They've been repressed. Yes, they're a rep- <laughs> they're they're a repressed and oppressed engine people. Really? Yes. Diesel Grand Cherokee, awesome. Sell a you're bunch going, of those. But you're going old school. I'm talking if you're if no, you're 27, you can go out and buy a diesel Grand Cherokee right now. Hmm. And think of Steve yeah. Cummins yeah, over the, at the with a two point. Yeah. How many people with the two point yeah. swap? They're swapping those into TJs left and right, and it's an amazing engine in the TJ. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of diesels off road. It makes a lot of sense. The torque is right there when you need it. It's 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 perfect. It's something that we really haven't had as an option in the U.S. I mean, that's the other frustrating thing is like you can you can go to other countries and buy a JK with a 2.8 liter uh, that little VO motori. Sim- similar same. to the one that's in the uh, ZR2 uh, or the Colorado, right? Yeah, same right. engine family. Did you get a chance to crawl under there? I'm curious how big the DPF is or that uh, diesel particulate filter because typically it's five gallons and they say it'll last ten thousand miles. Which is which is no, from, depending on how you drive, which is a ten thousand mile uh, oil change inter- intervals on it. No, no, you're talking about the def. You're talking about the def oh, tank. You're talking I about mean, the DPF on the, the DPF, the filter. So it's typically, yeah. it's a pretty good sized can. It's like a giant muffler. I'm wondering where they shoved that thing up in there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's got to be under there. The 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 little the little R2.8 point eight has one coming right off of the uh, right after the turbo. We built one car with the DPF on the the little Cummins R2.8, and then we didn't have it on uh, last year's on the Scout. And I don't know that there's a real difference. I don't think it does any. I don't think it really affects the performance. Hmm. And I think on the Wrangler too, it's covered by skid plates. Like they're not going to have it hanging down. Like no, I figure that. I'm just saying it, it physically takes up some space, you know, under there. And there's not yeah, a whole yeah. lot of room no, under there. No, there is on the passenger side. So there's the fuel tank is on the driver's side on those. And uh, and so a lot of people, you can change the routing of the muffler, um, and people put air air tanks on the opposite side of the drive shaft on the passenger side. Got it. So there is some real estate under there for for additional, you know, 
uh, after treatments and things like that Got it. on yeah. the stock vehicle. So it would be interesting to put a, and maybe we'll get to do it on of the year. Maybe we can put one of these uh, diesel Wranglers next to one of the uh, Ram 1500s with the diesel. They said that the packaging is very different, and that the um, oh the, the the there's a slight drop in horsepower and torque, and they said that that's basically because of the fording depth that the Wrangler. Oh, achieves. interesting. I figured it would have been thermal management because of the grill area is not as big. No, they said, well, and I mean, it could be, but that what they said was the, because of the fording depth is whatever it is, 40 inches or something. Does that sound right? Yeah. About the water fording? I should have yeah, written it down. Water fording. So yeah, but what, that, what, what does that change? Because you've got the intake is because so long? The, no, because up. the intake has, it's, it's up and high on the engine. Right. So it's going to have to make a curve, right? And it's restricted through there. Right. So it's not the straight right. shot that a Ram would have right, on a zero Yeah, a lot of restrictions to that yeah. intake. Huh. Yeah. Right. It's it's not scooping cool air right from the front because that's like the best way to hydrolock a motor is, yeah. uh, I mean, the grill gets underwater, which is pretty easy to do with a bow wave. And then <laughs> your engine is... Uh, naturally aspirated in a bad way <laughs> yeah right and and uh, and water cooled in a bad way yes it is <laughs> yes yeah. all right so overall thumbs up or thumbs down on this thing it, i would say thumbs up i'm gonna say this the only thing that i kind of felt like i felt like maybe there was a little bit of and i this is this is like my my uh my butt dyno uh, quote unquote, I felt like maybe it wasn't really using all that 442 foot pounds of torque when you just like are at a red light and you're the guy and torque management. You know, guys, yeah. I feel like it was pulling torque as if you floor it, if you're, if you go all in, I don't really feel like that was 442, like right out of the gate. Um, with 373s and that super low first and the eight speed, I would probably agree with you on that. I mean, yeah, it seems like it would just start boiling the tires. Be interesting. We it, should throw it on a dyno. I wonder if there's yeah. anybody who has one. I might know someone. Uh, I might be able to find a vehicle. <laughs> All right, let's do that. All right, Vern. Well, <laughs> thanks for uh, for checking in and making some time uh, for us and telling us all about the new uh, JL with the diesel. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's been fun. All right, we're having we you back, it. and we want to talk about the uh, the UA build, but we'll wait for Ooh, when yeah. the uh, the new UA videos and stuff came out because this was an epic trip this year, and I know. We were going to talk to you guys earlier about it and just timing didn't work out. So uh, we'll, we'll do that next month. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'd love to talk about it. It was a great trip. I think it's a pretty cool rig. Uh, I'm, of course, biased. but Well, Lonnie at Skyjacker said it was drawing a crowd the entire week at SEMA for, with people just like walking by his booth. I mean, he had a Hellcat powered gladiator in his booth and this old patinaed scout that was built for UA. And it was like yeah. people would see the gladiator. Oh, another gladiator. And they'd be like, yeah. wait, what's that scout, scout with the diesel? Yep. Yeah. Well, I love Lonnie. He's a great guy, but I'll say this. There was another Hellcat. There was at least one other Hellcat-powered gladiator in the building. Really? Yeah, there was. <laughs> yep. There was. Uh, well, there was the one that Dynatrack built that was sort of like a stretch JL, so pre-gladiator oh, yeah. pickup. Yeah. There was Lonnie's, and what was the other one? It's the off-road power products. Oh, that's guys. right. Cooper's. And Spokane brought one down. Yeah. That's right. I forgot that he had a Hellcat in that thing, too. We're going to have to talk to him. Uh, we can do that. Yeah, All right. You should. He's fun to talk to. He is yeah. fun to talk to. All right, Vern, you are the man. We will uh, we'll catch up soon. Thank you for the 411. Yeah, I, I appreciate you guys having me on and uh, keep keep up the good work. Thanks, brother. Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon. We'll try not Take to care. suck. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Holman, I've got some music to your ears. You email. Yeah. I email. Do it.
right. Uh, I'll go first. You're going to go first? I feel like uh, this one is an angry letter that is uh, masquerading as passive aggressiveness. Mm. I'm. You got my curiosity. Uh, it's written by Truck This. Uh-oh. Ah. And I feel like it that needs to be like read. That sounds like another podcast. I feel like it needs to uh, be read with inflection. All right. Because it starts out, for the love of all that's holy. <laughs> I'm like, mm. There's no way it can go uphill. It's, it's downhill Are you ready? Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The word ogle, which Lightning has a fetish for and uses in almost every show, is correctly spelled with only one O and is correctly pronounced with a long O as an Ogle, not ogle, and absolutely, positively, never ever oogle like Google without the G. I can hear Lightning's head exploding right now, so please click on this link for audio examples of the correct pronunciation provided by the good folks at the Cambridge Dictionary. Cambridge? <laughs> it's not Cambridge? <laughs> ogle, a verb. To look at someone with obvious in- oh, sexual interest. Oh. I can only assume that your good friend Mounted Parameters gal has taken her revenge by bombarding Lightning with subliminal messaging designed to force him to say oogle at least once a day, thus rendering him powerless to mock her pronunciation until he corrects his own. Mounted Monitor Key Engine Parameters. And then it ends with, I got your back five stars. Oh, nice. I was going to say suck it, but that was, that was cool. Five stars. Yeah, so he saved it at the end. Oh, uh, yeah, so let me, what was his name? Uh, that was from Truck This, and we don't know if oh, we don't know the guy. No. Okay, or I mean, it could have been a lady. Ogle, I'm saying it out loud. Ogle, you win. No. Oh, oh, uh, ogle. No, you're right. Ogle. Oh, he said ogle. Ogle. Ah. How do you know it's a like him? A-H. You know it's a him. Because <laughs> we have one chick that listens to the show. We have two. Two Emmy and somebody a- and else. this person who wrote us, maybe. Right? Nah. All right. All right. I, so See, guys don't care that much. I'm ogling over your uh, your 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 uh, writing. Skills My whole there, point buddy. is that a guy would not take the effort to write that email to correct us. Yes, he would. Mm, I yeah. think I think it's like uh, somebody with a big red pen. Nah, he was sitting on the toilet when he wrote that. When he wrote that. <laughs> really? When he read that? <laughs> when he wrote that? <laughs> yes. All right. Next, your turn. Know your note feelings. Hello, Jaboobly and Hubba Bubba. I laughed really hard at that. He says. <laughs> Uh, I thought you we were supposed too, to only use the exhaust note and engine sound for the Know Your Note segment, but I was impressed nonetheless when Holman's illicit use of the seatbelt dinger sound <laughs> to identify the 2001 Toyota Tacoma B6. B.S. That was me. No, nah, I don't think so. B.S. No. I was the one that said, listen to this as the giveaway. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, whatever. I'm not me. giving that up. Also, the backup beeper that was in the background of my clip was a school bus, as my house is across the street from an elementary school. I wish Holman hadn't resorted to cheating to guess the engine, <laughs> but I still look forward to future Know Your Note segments. Keep it up, guys. Yeah, buddy. That's what she said. Oops. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right, uh, I've got one here. This is SEMA 2019 Episode 1. Mm. Know, at least one person listened to that. That's great. I don't know if this is going to be a good review or bad. Well, it starts out with, hey, Jay Bubble, an old man. <laughs> I'm okay with being Jay Bubble. That is my mm. hip-hop name, Jay Bubble. Jay Bubble. Yep. I've been listening to the first of your SEMA episodes and great interviews. Oh. Thank you very much. But you're old fat guy. I am. So are you. Uh, you're older. If I'm old fat guy, you're what older fatter about? guy. I'm Jay Bubble. I'm uh, not fat guy okay, or Jay old Bubble. guy or whatever he called you. The piece I found most interesting was when Holman was talking about overlanding and talking to Dan Greck. And it reminded me of something called, quote unquote, First Overland. First Overland was the name of a journey that six undergraduates from Oxford and Cambridge universities undertook driving from London to Singapore in two Land Rovers. 
This is a fantastic book written by one of the six called First Overland by Tim Slessor. It gives a first-hand account of how they acquired everything they needed for the journey, including everything from sponsorships to help fund the expedition to the BBC giving them a camera and film to capture it all, getting, as it was then, the Rover Company to let them have two Land Rovers. This expedition took place in 1955. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I've actually, that ve- uh, one of those vehicles exists. I think it might, Land Rover might have that. Uh, anyway. So the bottom line is Overlanding has been here forever. A little while, yeah. And now yeah. it's just hip. Uh, he says, if you, look, uh, if you look around on YouTube, some footage can be found of the expedition in action. Also, 64 years after first Overland, there's a last Overland retracing as much of the original route as possible back from Singapore to London in one of the original Land Rovers. Looking forward to the rest of the SEMA coverage and the regular shows as well. And this is our buddy Rich from the UK. Nice. Thank you, Rich. Appreciate it, Rich. Uh, This one is entitled uh, Jobber Day from Chris. So he says, uh, while I fully support National Jobber Day, uh, which, by the way, was uh, kind of spearheaded by our friends at DECT, uh, he says, I think they need to do a little research and have it coordinated with Jobby Nooner up in Michigan. Look it up. Jobby Nooner? Jobby Nooner in Michigan. Look it up, he says. It's a huge boat party that everyone skips work to go to. So big now that they've made a second one. Thanks for keeping the suckage down. And he says, yeah, buddy. Notice he said Chris. keeping the uh, suckage down and not eliminating the suckage. No, no. There, you <laughs> cannot eliminate that. Not with no, us two. No, no, uh, I got one it's here. It's kind of like uh, syphilis. You just It doesn't go away, right? But We're just going to have it forever. I think syphilis does go away. Does it? What's yeah, I think the other there's thing? other stuff that doesn't. Though? What's the other thing that's uh, like herpes? Uh, herpes. That's yeah, what we have. Yeah. Really? No, yeah. we don't. Do we have hepatitis? No. Oh. God, I hope not. Maybe I HIV? Sh- I had to get shots for that once. No? When I went to Africa, they oh. give you hep C shots. Did really? Yeah, you got to go back. Yeah, whole immunization card and yeah. All right, a uh, clean power episode in Honorary Texan. This is uh, from our friend Justin Moyer. He says, hey, Shaboobly and Holman. Hey. I've been a listener since episode one and have received one of the all-elusive TSP t-shirts, which I feel very fortunate to have. Well, that's a Bragasaurus move right there. It is, and there's a box there's of about, uh, about it's like a hundred. Two. It has like 140 there are a lot of shirts, shirts in my garage. In your garage. Yeah, my wife can't park a car in there right now. Not, <laughs> not super happy. Oh, man. I want both of y'all to know that because of the podcast, my 2018 L5P is stacked with Banks products and absolutely love them. Whoa. With that being said, I listened to the Clean Power episode and agree with everything that was being said. I do feel that we can get a tremendous amount of power keeping all the emissions intact. However, my only issue with this is that some guys and ladies like me love the sound of a straight pipe or other modified exhaust coming out of a diesel, preferably a Cummins. I've grown out of my roll and coal stage and greatly feel that because of the roll and coal issues we have to deal with all this, but still like to have a truck that has some tone to it. Gasters can modify their exhaust and still fall into compliance if it's done correctly. My question for the aftermarket guys is, how do we get that beautiful exhaust note and turbo whistle while keeping all the emissions equipment together? I think that may be some people's issue with the government getting involved and telling people they can't delete their diesels any longer. I would not ever do that to my L5P because I like how quiet she is, but if I get a play truck, such as a Cummins, there's no fun in keeping the stock exhaust on it. Just my two cents. Take it for what it's worth, which isn't much. I'm just one guy, LOL. Anyway, keep up the great work on the podcast. Keep those parameters mounted. Mounter, monitor, key, engine, parameters. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Oh, and Holman, as being a Texan, you can't be an honorary Texan hiding our flag folded up in a box. That baby needs to be flown with pride and let everyone know on the left coast who you are. Came from Justin. By the way, that was draped over my man Lightning on the couch, <laughs> as you can find out on our uh, Instagram, at Truck Show Podcast. So, how do we feel about the sound? So, the sound is something you're going to have to deal with, uh, the lack of sound thereof. And, for as Peter Trady from the SEMA Lab um, 
told everyone the gas particulate filter is coming. So there will be a day in our lifetimes soon when the gassers won't really be able to make loud exhausts. <sighs> noises All right, back to you ending on a low note. Do you have anything <laughs> yeah. else to read? I got one. It says uh, okay. a question I need answered from uh, Trevor. Okay. He says, uh, so I need to know more about shocks. What I want to know is this, coilovers versus spring and coil. I understand a coilover is just a spring and a coil in one package, but when you factor in the money, are they equal dollar to dollar? Other than packaging, will a $1,200 to $1,500 pair of coilovers outperform a similarly priced spring and shock combo? Will a $600 pair of shocks with a professional tuning to the vehicle outperform an untuned pair of $1,200 shocks? What's the threshold for 2.0, 2.5, or 3.0 shafts? Internal bypass, external bypass, DSC? I know, if you have to ask, you can't afford it, but pal, seriously, when do you need these features? I assume some 4.0 DSC bypass shocks would be wasted on an otherwise bone stock truck with a driver who can barely push his to six tenths. You mean like most of the people at SEMA? So at what point, at what point are you and your vehicle ready for them versus getting by with a monotube or remote resi. Okay. And hey, I made you say shaft. <laughs> <laughs> That's for Trevor. Um, well done. Okay. So wow, those man, are a lot, a of lot to unpack. I'll, I'll kind of go through the email really quick and give some thoughts personally. But I think what we should do is invite an industry expert on, and maybe we do like a quick 15, 20-minute segment on a fairly regular basis about a different truck topic, like maybe it's brakes, maybe it's tires, maybe so it's So it's shock. like a mini Intercooled. deep dive. Kind of like a mini deep dive, like a little technical, mm-hmm. but to help our uh, our newer listeners. So is that like a, this is like a, a, a kiddie pool of shock absorbers? Uh, it's a kiddie pool of knowledge. Okay. Just enough it. to get you wet, <laughs> but not enough to cool you off in the hot summer heat. How about that? <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Trevor asked- It's kind of uh, an ugly, like us sitting in a kiddie pool with like shorts on and just sitting back there. I want to do that right now because this freaking room is so hot. A little, that's a, a whole little, different uh, thing. musty, yes. All right, so there's a lot to unpack. Um, what's the threshold for two, two and a half, three oh shafts? They're actually piston size, not shaft size. Uh, shaft size is the strength. Obviously, you don't want to bend them off road, and so that's what she said. The bigger shaft you have, the stronger it is. That's what she said. Uh, you also want to have a really long plunge. That's what she said. And uh, depending on the vehicle, uh, you it may be uh, gas and oil filled. That's what she said. Okay, enough of lightning <laughs> playing with the button. All right, here's the deal. So a coilover is a spring and a coil one package, and what makes it different from a coil spring and a shock that are divorced from each other, or you know, you could even have a coil over where it's a coilover shock, like on the front of a Ram Heavy Duty or something. But the reality is, is that in this conversation, we'll call a coilover like an aftermarket race shock type coilover. So let's get that out of the way first. Um, coil spring set ride height. If you have a coilover shock, you can adjust the ride height. So perfect example, you may have a Wrangler JK like I have, and your Wrangler may have coil springs at all four corners and sh- and shocks at all four corners. But there's companies out there who make coilover kits. If you bolt those wo- uh, coilover kits over to your Wrangler, you can adjust the lift yourself by spinning the collar, changing spring rate, things like that. Otherwise, your coil springs, divorced from the shocks, set your ride height. But on my Jeep, I have Bilstein 8100 bypass shocks. So I have a very expensive, high-quality shock since I... It's cheaper to upgrade your shocks than it is to do your shocks and coils. With that setup, I'm already happy with my ride height. I just wanted really good shock technology, right? And so it comes down to tuning. It comes down to needs. Um, I will start by saying everybody should automatically have a monotube on their, sh- on their truck, period. Most trucks from the factory come with a twin tube. 
Um, they're cheap ass shock. Get a monotube. There's a plenty of uh, uh, as opposed to a remote reservoir. No, 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 no. So a twin tube is twin walls, okay. like a Gabriel, a Monroe, whatever your stock, you know, shock is. Mm-hmm. A Bilstein, a Fox, a King, whoever. Those are monotube shocks. Those are race shocks. I, I like the really good wall. ones at Pep Boys. Those yeah, are the best. Yeah, no, those are twin tube. Oh, okay. A reservoir is just that doesn't have anything to do with whether it's a monotube or not. Other than on a monotube race shock, you may have a reservoir for additional gas and oil capacity with a floating, uh, you know, piston in there that circulates the oil and, and the gas back down to, to keep the main shock cool. Yeah, so you're trying to avoid cavitation and, you know, because once you have a column of bubbles, you can't support the piston anymore. And it's called cavitation and your ride will, will suffer. So if you have ever been off-road or down a rough road and, like, 10 minutes down the road, your truck feels like it's falling apart and your shocks aren't working, spit on them and they'll sizzle. That means they're overheated and they're starting to cavitate. When you have something like a Bilstein where the oil and the gas are kept separate from each other, you don't get that air mixing with the oil, and so they resist cavitation, but they also can shed heat better because there's only one wall instead of multiple walls like you would have on a cheap twin-tube shock. Hmm. Then you add a reservoir to that. That gives you more capacity for more heat dissipation. Um, And from a piston size, it just depends how much energy do you have to dissipate in such a small amount of stroke or a small, you know, uh, amount of shock body, and it might depend on your lift. It could be, depend on the weight of the truck. It could depend on your off-roading, like what kind of terrain you're on. All those things come into play. So it's not as simple as saying this style is better than this style because you could absolutely have a tuned package that is cheaper than a really good shock that's poorly tuned. He wants a menu, though. Like someone needs to have a menu. So if I have this vehicle, mm-hmm. you start here. Start at a monotube. You start at a monotube. Yeah. Get a uh, smooth body Fox, smooth body Bilstein, something that's a bigger you know piston in there, bigger body. That's always where I would want to start uh, because that'll be the most noticeable in terms of ride and all that. And then every manufacturer sort of has their own formula for ride and how their feels. You may like Fox or you may like Bilstein better. Um, it's just a matter of preference. But uh, as far as the shock technology at that level, they're all basically the same. It ends up being what brand, what fitment, what's you know easy to get, whatever. So... Uh, and he talks about internal bypass, external bypass. So internal bypass is something like on the Foxes, on the Raptors, on the TRD Pros. Those are no longer traditional monotube because they have a sleeve inside of them. So you can't go by the body size to gauge the piston size on those. Mm. And because the sleeve inside has the bypass ports, unlike my external bypass where I have the tubes on the outside on my Jeep, they're easier to package because they're smooth bodies and they don't have tubes sticking out of it. However, they don't dissipate heat as easily because the piston is between two walls. And then also on the bi- the internal bypass, they're a lot harder to tune because you have to drill the slots for the bypasses in the internal sleeve just right to achieve what you want to get. So all sorts of stuff. We should definitely spend I some more just, time uh, on this. I think you just confused Trevor more. Yeah. Sorry, Trevor. <laughs> so why, why don't we uh, – we'll move on from this topic and then figure out how to get somebody on where we can kind of go more in depth in a, in a more qualified way than yeah. what I'm trying to explain. Wow. And we have so many people we can tap into for this no, particular have, topic. Yeah, we have King. We have Fox. We have Bill Stein. Maybe we have all of them. We've got uh, people who rebuild shocks, people who tune shocks. Let's get them all on the phone at once and, and just let them all talk at once. We, and that doesn't even cover Multimatic. <laughs> Right, Multimatic, yeah, right. that's a spool valve shock. That's a completely different animal. Well, they're kind of the only guys doing it right now, right? On an OE truck, yes. Hmm. Yeah. Who else is making a, a spool valve shock for even off-road use or aftermarket? Well, it's the, you get them on the racetrack and things like that. But I mean, like, I, I wouldn't know even where to buy one if I wanted one. 
yeah, I don't think that you can just go out and buy a spool valve setup, not for a truck. It, hmm. A Multimatic and the DSSV on the on the Colorado is basically where it's at. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Multimatic, because of the success of Colorado, obviously we talked about going out to the proving grounds and riding with the race truck and these big foster can size shocks that are on the Silverado. I think that's a progression to where they're going to go next, but I wouldn't be surprised if they also didn't delve into the aftermarket and start offering you know certain packages just like the traditional shim valve, you know, shock companies, right, or shim stack shock companies do. So, uh, a lot going on in the shock space, and then we haven't even talked about live valve with Fox or the new Bill Stein electronic setups that are coming out. I mean, just bl- mind blowing, where you can have the best of both worlds. It's I just feel unbelievable. like this could almost be an entire episode, not just twenty minutes. The shock episode. The shock episode. Do we say the shock episode? No, I'll come up with something. Can't be you or I. I gotta get, get big, like big voice guy or something. Shock so? No, no that'd be me with extra with extra <laughs> echo. Yeah, no. Uh, this one says finally caught up from Kyle. Hey, what's up, Lightning and Holman? Just wanted to say I finally caught up after starting at episode one and binge listening every chance I got. That's very cool. Thank you. So I can vouch for the jingles. They're definitely an acquired taste, and now I sing along with all of them, including yeah, buddy. It's more of a. Uh, Drop, you know, like a sound effect than a, a jingle, but sure, absolutely love all the great content. Definitely the best podcast out there. Wow, which is why I literally downloaded the Apple Podcast app just to give y'all five stars. Yeah, damn. All right, I love it. I like it. Hope this gets a five star high five. Oh well, normally we review. Ah, man, normally we save those for the reviews. But you know what? Because he's asking for it. Five stars. Oh, that was weak. Try it again. You well, have, we haven't done it in a while. Yeah, I, sw- I swallowed Dr. I know, Pepper. And I, yeah. <laughs> right. One, two, three. Five, Five stars. stars. Oh, that was strong. Okay, that yeah, was okay. good. The vehicles in my family are as follows. The wife drives an 18 Nissan Pathfinder Platinum. That's nice. Uh, for work, I drive a 14 Toyota Tundra for play in the twisty back roads of the western uh, NC, NC Mountains, North Carolina Mountains. Okay. Yep. Um, I've got a 14 Ford Fiesta ST. Uh, lastly, to scratch my diesel itch and to tow our 32-foot camper, I have an 03 Ford F-250 6.0 Power Stroke. Sorry for the long message. Below are the pics of all four vehicles and lightning. Thanks for the amazing podcast audio quality. Hands down the best. Oh, thank wow. you. you. I don't you, know you're what like to say. doubly uh, yep. thanked tonight. Again, thanks for the amazing truck content and keep on mounting those parameters. That's from Kyle, and he's got photos of all. I gotta be honest, of all these Pathfinder. Uh, nope. I love that uh, Ford Fiesta ST. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I mean, look at that. Yeah, it's cool. I'm definitely going Pathfinder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying that I don't like the Pathfinder. I just uh, <laughs> I'm just making it cool. awkward for you. That's I all. Know, I know. I <laughs> know. You definitely succeeded there. All right. Well, uh, why don't we get into speaking of Nissans, our 2020 Titan Drive coverage from uh, the trip we just got back from. Where I was shooting guns and throwing axes. Uh, yeah, I know. What's up with that? You're throwing axes and almost killing people. Uh, didn't kill anyone. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, maybe almost, but you know, they sometimes get unlucky hops and they come back at you. You get duck, right? Dive. Yeah. Anyway, uh, twenty twenty Nissan Titan, dude, super impressed. So, where does this take place? Uh, outside of Park City, Utah. Okay. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. So we're at elevation. So obviously, you're putting a strain on the drivetrain because the air density is so low up there, mm-hmm. and so you kind of get a better feel for. How the vehicle is going to uh, perform? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is Park City? Let me look it up real quick. Right outside yeah. Salt Lake City. No, 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 no. I know what it is. Oh, what it, what it, elevation? Uh, I think it's like sixty-five hundred, and we were up as high as I think eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
So, I mean, we're pretty far up so there. So, you're potentially down maybe 50, 60 horsepower then. Probably. Okay. Yep. And we were testing the new V8 tuning that has the 400 horsepower and 413 on torque. Strong. And, and the new 9-speed. And so, we talked about how much we both like the old 7-speed. Dude, 9-speed's awesome. Really? Really impressed. Really impressed. Never hunting for gears? Never hunting for gears. Okay. Yeah. What did you notice most about the transmission? Or was it was it the type where- How fast it shifted. Oh, really? You watch the attack, and every shift is like- Bang. Like, really fast. The new center stack, the How new they, screen. I, just, I got to go back to that. How do they- That's a stupid question. How do they get it to- Oh, man. Magic? Uh, it's not magic. But, like- the magic we've uh, all driven tactus. we've all driven trucks that take you're looking at the tack and it's but the needle falls yeah. between gears no this thing is really wham, fast wham yeah. wham yeah it's it's pretty impressive engine sounds great the cabin is super super quiet they actually added additional laminated glass to it to quiet it down the big old panoramic sunroof is is giant um, the zero-to-gravity seats are just as good as we remember. They've got some new softer leather in the Platinum Reserve. I mean, on and on and on. So why don't we, uh, why don't we play the first clip I have for you here? <laughs> yeah, it sounds nice. just sounds good. Dude, it sounds it awesome. Sounds so that was basically just the mic on the center console while everybody was getting in. I just started it up and revved it a few times. Yeah, I know. And you had the, the, the volume way down, so I had to crank it up so the hiss, so I apologize Well, because that, last but... time we did it, the volume was way up, so I turned down the levels a little <laughs> you bit. You can't get it right. You can't get it right. No. Yeah, nothing I do works here. Uh, so, Holman, why does that Nissan Endurance V8 sound so good? It's throaty. It's, it's the exhaust system. Well, number right? one, it's a 32-valve dual overhead cam V8 which is awesome anyway but Nissan But that's but the sound is not it, you, you when you hear that it's clearly a Titan. Well that's that's tuned they've always wanted the Titan to have an aftermarket kind of a strong aggressive sound but what's nice about the new trucks is when you're cruising down the road you don't hear it. Right. It's not till you get on it. Right. So I think my next clip this is us going uh, merging on the freeway just so you can hear the shifts and hear the engine. Hold on, was that, was that your uh, was that the mic falling off? Yes, <laughs> of course it is. It's like a race car. It sounds so nice. So that was merging <laughs> on uh, on the freeway, probably up to about I don't know seventy or so, and it just it sounds great, it's super responsive, and uh, I just had to listen to it again. I bet you you play that nine out of ten people would, would know it's not a know that's a truck. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a sports car. No, it's awesome, and it's just it's got that really deep kind of aggressiveness. So, uh, anyway, we've got a, a couple interviews here from uh, from people from Nissan, and uh, let them explain the truck, and then we'll come back and talk about it. 
All right, so uh, I'm here with a good friend of the show, uh, Miss Emmy Hall. Yeah, buddy. Uh, and remember, that's Emmy Hall from Roadshow. You have to give my you have to give my full like title and where to? I work. Yes, yes, because technically we're rivals. All right, so th- that's not true. We're friends. Uh, we're friends, Sometimes. but technically we're, we're frenemies. Rivals. We're definitely frenemies, <laughs> especially now. All right, so uh, we are actually driving in the uh, 2020 Nissan Titan, and uh, we're going about 70 miles an hour. And you can hear how quiet it is. I know. It is really quiet. I haven't had to shout Shh, at all. Emmy, stop oh. talking. We're trying to hear how quiet oh. it is. That's nice. All right, you can you can go. Okay, good. Because I really want... You know how I like to talk loud. Uh, I do know that. <laughs> and with the extra laminated glass that the uh, Titan has, it's very quiet in here. I know. You know, last night, uh, they were doing the Fender audio system demonstrations. Uh-huh. And, like, people... You know, the windows were all rolled up. And I was yep. like, I can't even hear from the outside the Fender. And it's loud. It's the loud. Fender's loud. All right, so here's what we love about the new truck is the panoramic uh, sunroof. The uh, This truck has a new black headliner. It's got the 9-speed transmission upgrade from the 7, which is super awesome. I was uh, impressed with the 7, and I'm equally as impressed with the, the 9. The new 390 uh, gear ratio in the back takes advantage of the uh, multi-gears in the 9, and so it's very responsive, feels great on the highway, and it's all the things that we liked about the Titan before. Rides great, quiet, um, super comfortable zero-gravity seats. Mm-hmm. You know what I dig, though? There's so much more tech on this vehicle than in the past. So you can get adaptive cruise control in this vehicle. You can get lane keeping assist, blind spot monitoring. Safety Shield 360. Yeah, Safety Shield 360. And that's the it's standard. um, But the fact that you can get adaptive cruise control uh, is really cool because there for a long time, Nissan hasn't had that. So I'm stoked. And listen to the engine real quick. Oh, I love the sound of a uh, 32 <laughs> valve multi-cam V8. So nice. Um, and you can also get Apple CarPlay and Android Auto on Those the 9-inch screen. I know. I'm stoked. That's I'm awesome. stoked on that. Yeah, so they did some uh, interior material upgrades. I would say that this is one of the nicest truck interiors that you can get. And I'm not just saying that because Nissan is our uh, our sponsor and our friends. I actually think this is a great truck and uh, the upgrades... Bring it back up to being, uh, you know, really yeah, competitive. It's, it's a great, it's a good interior. It's certainly an um, improvement over the last one. I'm still, I still really like the Ram with the 10 inch screen and all of that. But I will say that this is a 12. huge improvement. Oh, you're right. It is a 12, 12 inch yeah. screen. This has a, I can't a, believe I docked it two inches. I know. I do was, that all the time though. <laughs> you're a bad uh, judge of measurement, aren't you? <laughs> uh, hey, so uh, the nine inch on here is really awesome. And the software is awesome. We can now get over the air updates and all sorts of things, Wi-Fi, all, all the stuff that you expect in a truck. Um, but overall, the cabin is super comfortable. The truck rides great, great power, just all, all the things that we liked about the Titan and then all the improvements for 2020. So we're super excited. And of course, the uh, longest five-year, 100,000-mile warranty in the uh, truck business. But you know what we're going to do next, which is going to be even better? Go off-roading. Yeah, the Pro 4X, which, I, I mean, I really love the way the Pro 4X looks. It has a unique grill on it. It's got the tow hooks. It's got the red badge in the front. Oh, um, uh, that would be lava. Sorry, lava, lava red. Lava it's, red. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of orangey, though. It's, like it's a little orangey, orangey yeah. Red, it's like an orangey red. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I absolutely love the way the Pro 4X looks. That would definitely be the one yeah. that I would buy Pro 4X even if I weren't. Even if I weren't into but, oh, but we have some SVs here, mm-hmm. and honestly, there isn't an ugly truck in here. All of them, the no. wheels, everything looked really awesome. So, um, super impressed. Great truck, and of course, you have Utilitrack. You have the Titan boxes available. You have the LED bed lighting. You've got this these uh, spray and bed liner. You've got the bed step. You know all the things that you expect in a truck. Uh, you've got and plus on the Utilitrack, Nissan does it on the uh, floor of the bed, which nobody else does, which is another little Nissan. Uh, 
innovation. And then, uh, how do you like the uh, new cell phone holder here? That's uh, well, they were saying the we're, they were saying that we could put our phone in here and then it wouldn't move during the off-road section. So we'll have uh -huh. to see. But it is. It's like it like slots in there really like with a nice it's little perfect a little clunk yeah 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 it's pretty cool and it spans the whole center console so yeah, you could probably put like a column a, shifter like god intended it to be in a truck i don't know i'm not sure about the column shifter in just a regular full-size oh, pickup awesome to me because you rest your hand here you can do the touch screen no, to yeah. me this says heavy duty well yeah because the titan is so much more than just a half ton <laughs> pal <laughs> How did we get in the same truck, though? What, what, how does this happen? What do you mean? Yeah. What, you what? you texted me and we're like, hey, we got to drive together. That's not actually the truth. <laughs> it's not actually the truth. You said, hey, I need some more podcast time because no, I got to, no. I've got to extend my portfolio Yeah, that's of it. Things. That's it. That's it. And, uh, you know. If you guys didn't have me on the show, you guys would be lost. You would be lost. You know, are you ever coming in the studio, or are we just gonna... I don't know. I need to. I need to. You need to actually um, come but down with these from days. what it sounds like, um, and some of the things I've seen on social media, you guys are podcasting at like two a.m. That actually happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it looked yeah. like I'm all still the stuff tired from that for SEMA. Well, that's because you went out drinking last night. <laughs> okay. I did not. All right, well, this interview's over. I went. <laughs> all right, uh, we're moving right along. Uh, Emmy Hall, the uh, incomparable Emmy Hall, and I will be back uh, to talk about the off-road course. But yeah. uh, we thought we'd do a little. Uh, a little 2020 uh, truck review action from inside the truck while we're driving. Yes. And what's even better, we have a PR person, and they approved every single thing we said. I don't think that's true either. <laughs> you can cut that last part. Nope, didn't cut it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, we had uh, Tiago Castro, who uh, is uh, one of the heads of uh, Nissan Light Trucks. And he was with you? Yeah, he was awesome. Gotcha. Awesome guy. All right, plays, uh, play this next one. This is uh, Rich Miller, who uh, is the... I guess you'd call him the chief engineer. Why, does he not, like, have a real title or something? You're just making it up on the fly? I can't remember right now, no. so I think he tells us what okay. it is. All right, so uh, one more interview here with the uh, 2020 Nissan Titan. I'm out here with Rich Miller, and uh, Rich came all the way from Japan. Not that he's from Japan, but uh, he's, uh, he hails from don't Arizona. Ask me, don't ask <laughs> right? me to speak Japanese. So, <laughs> so what, what's your, uh, your title now? Uh, program director. All right, so you oversee Titan, among other things. Among other uh, full-size <laughs> SUVs, trucks, yeah, mid-size so trucks. So yeah. you're a pretty important guy. Uh, <laughs> maybe to my wife, but yeah. <laughs> this this has been your baby for a long time, so seeing the second generation and being a part of it, I'm sure is pretty, uh, you're a proud papa. Yes, yes, and this uh, the 20 model year, there's a lot of uh, innovation that we did, and our engineers came through in a big way. Uh, you got your driving impression today, but the... Yeah. Jacko nine-speed transmission. It's I a love the nine-speed. We did a little interview on the road coming down, and I'm I was always impressed with the seven-speed, and I didn't really necessarily think it needed changing. But the fact that you have a wider ratio spread, you get that 390 gear ratio in yep. the back, um, it just feels a lot more responsive. And then we're at seven, eight thousand feet right now, and so to have that responsiveness at altitude is is pretty awesome. Yeah, 50 to 70 passing, getting an extra second in your time. I mean, you're going to be passing everything on the road, and with towing, you'll get to do that in a little bit. I mean, you'll see the, the re-excel that we were able to get with that. Uh, I think is going to put a lot of enjoyment in people, a lot of smile on faces. Uh, well, you guys, the, the, let's face it, the last generation Titan wasn't a slouch at all, but you guys showed us a video of wide open throttle passing power between two Titans towing trailers, and it was significantly different with the new powertrain. Significantly different. And, you know, it, it, it's it's not that we had a problem with it, but we just said we could do better. Yeah. And going to a nine-speed transmission, there's a couple things we had to focus on. One, improving the drivability and the passing power while towing. But also we wanted to improve the off-road performance, and we can do that with um, better efficiencies and fuel economy. 
But the key that we had to do is make sure that we didn't get shift busyness. Yeah. When you get up in speeds, you know, whether you get 8-speed, 9-speed, 10-speed transmissions. You don't want to be hunting around you don't want to be hunting. gear forest. And, and it's very difficult. If your engineers don't spend a lot of time on the mountains yeah. driving it, it'll creep up on you. And then customers, they don't really necessarily complain about it, but they'll say, you know what, I'm really fatigued when I get yeah. at the end of the day towing. Towing, there's enough stress with the cars breaking in front of you yeah, and, yeah, all that. and elk jumping out in yeah. front of you that, uh, you know, you don't need the stress of, hey, why is this thing continuing? Yeah. Is this is this truck doing the right thing? So, so the, the new truck is uh, lots of upgrades that we talked about. There's definitely um, the telematics, the uh, Safety Shield 360, you know, things that include adaptive crews and forward collision warning and braking and automatic rear brake assist, all that stuff is awesome a lot um, of standard features in the safety area you just yeah. rattled off standard features that you know most people have to upgrade to get but this is what you know when you're a smaller manufacturer you're able to put a lot of value in the truck um, so putting in those safety feature standard adding the new technology that is now available uh, on the truck as you mentioned the telematic system it's a pretty awesome uh, opportunity for customers to get a good value truck so uh, what are some of the I guess more, I don't know, exciting or the things you're most proud about on this truck that you feel are the best improvements? Obviously, transmission is one of them. Any other areas that you want people to know that the team worked really hard on that makes the 20 Titan the one to buy? You know, there's a lot of surprise and delights in this vehicle, and I think that was a little bit of the theme that we were going to. There's a lot of fine-tuning that we can do. Um, you know, the panoramic sunroof, you know, and you got a truck over $40,000, we had to have a panoramic yeah. sunroof. There was a lot of attention to You detail. went from not having a sunroof at all, and now you have this giant, it's like three and a half by three and a half or something like that. That's right, and and to keep the, the grip handles in there, I, I joked with you, yeah. you know, that my mom, she drives a Pro 4X, <laughs> you know, I mean, a, a Platinum Reserve. Yeah. She said, I won't do a Pro 4X anymore, you don't put step rails on yeah. them, but... If we don't put a grip handle in there, even with the big sun, where people won't understand, and it, and it's a key thing for getting in these yeah, trucks. Yeah. So you guys have the handles on the ceiling, so Absolutely. helping people get in, but you don't lose that with the panoramic sunroof. Yeah, and driving off road like we're doing, bouncing yeah. around, you really want that grip to hold on to yeah. when you're out here. Um, the best chassis in the world still going to bounce you a little bit on yeah. roads like this. But I think the last thing I want to touch on it is the larger screen, the nine-inch yeah. screen that we it's have, awesome. and the user friendliness. I mean. It's, you know, when you're driving along and you want to see intuitively with the apps today that people are using, we Wi-Fi, really put a over-the-air updates. Even your nav system, I know it's CarPlay standard mm-hmm. and Android Auto standard, but even the embedded nav system is fantastic. And, and user-friendliness is so much better than the old system. Yeah, and the engineers really put the attention to de- detail with our new high-vis uh, screen, so it puts it a lot easier in your eyes and the meter. The screen's huge, and it's it's very crisp, and it matches the quality of the DIC. We've mentioned it before, but in some of the other trucks like GM, the, the center stack screen is a lesser quality than DIC screen. So when you're looking back and forth that difference you can tell in the titan they look like they're the same quality same contrast ratio those really deep inky blacks and um, it's really responsive as well yeah and, and you know our team listens to the customers they listen to your viewers your, your your listeners and they feedback to us was you know let's get some improvement in this area and we took that to heart and we said hey this is the area guys the command center let's get this right and and i think they've nailed it now well, I'm, I'm really impressed with how quiet the truck is, too. We just did a loop in and around Park City. And at the highway at 75, I know you guys concentrated on uh, a certain uh, decibel range where the human voice conversation happens, and you just yeah, the let one me to five. Go. Yeah, the 1 to 5. It's awesome. Yeah, we already were one of the quietest in the segment, and our engineers, we asked each one, go back through and look, see where we can refine. And our, our NVH engineers came back and said, you know, between one and five hertz, um, which is normal conversation, we can do better. And I said, well, how can you do better? And they said, well, we have technology, acoustic glass, acoustic laminate. We've already laminated right. the rest. 
Now, he said, with acoustic laminated glass, um, it's a little bit more, but it's worth it. And it's in that conversation range where customers will notice it. And, you know, I jokingly say, now you took away my excuse why, uh, you know, my wife's talking to me in the car. And I say, hey, yeah, I didn't hear you. But now she's going to say, no, 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 you fixed the one to five hertz. You heard me this time. So No more excuses. Yeah. All right. Well, Rich Miller from Nissan, really appreciate uh, your time and congrats on the new truck. Yeah, yeah we'll have to get you in Japan sometime. Uh, let's go. I, I heard there might be a, an XD out there that is uh, yes. lurking around that could be driven. Yes. And we even have an off-road course there that we use uh, to, to play with the trucks when I get bored. So. I would love to do a podcast from Japan. All right. We'll, we'll try and set that up all right talk to you soon talk to you what i'm going to japan drive trucks so am i i uh, don't think so no i'm not but i want to yeah yeah well you're not allowed to leave the country Have after you... uh that incident in nova scotia was it i don't what are you talking about uh, never mind moving right along <laughs> <laughs> i would go to japan i would quit my job are you big japan. in japan i no one gets that reference <laughs> um i would I wouldn't quit my job, but I would say, please, I need to go because, man, would I love to go to Japan. You've been, haven't you? Never. <gasps> really? I've been to a lot of places. Japan is not one of them. So that's, I've been trying to get Nissan to get me over there for a while, so maybe we'll make it happen next year. How do we do that? What do you mean, how, we? How do we do that? We. I'm not taking dead weight with me. i got to make this happen on my own. Why, you no good, stinking, rotten rascal! So we're on the 2020 Titan Drive, and uh, at the top of the uh, the mountain above, uh, was it Park City, I guess, is sort of where yeah, we're at? Park City. I see this uh, Overland-style Titan. I saw it at SEMA with my friend David Page from Fluid Peak Collective, and uh, we were talking about uh, this thing at SEMA, and he had to get on an airplane. So uh, I promised that I would ask him about it on the uh, on the Titan Drive. So, dude, talk about this thing, since we didn't get to cover it uh, you know, for the big show. It's such a great truck. It was a fun build. I mean, anytime you get to build something for SEMA, it's always pretty cool. So. How, how's that 600 horsepower feeling? It's 600, maybe 30-ish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the big awe uh, was yeah. obviously running a, a Harrop supercharger on it, um, on the already 400 horse V8. And they're getting ready to get that federalized and California certified, right? Like that's going to be a 50-state legal blower. This, this one right here is carb, carb tested in California. Yeah, so that's... That's 600 horsepower thing. from a, yeah. I mean, when are we get it? Let's get out. I mean, I like the new Titans with the Pro 4X, <laughs> but let's go get in that one. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was great. So, did a few different things on it. Did uh, a rad flow suspension on it. Okay. Uh, Dirt King fabrication upper and lower control arms. Went with, obviously, my friends at Icon for the uh, for the new Victory 6 wheels. And then... Which look really good on that thing. They do. They look really good. And this good. is the Baja Storm color. It's, it's got, uh, yeah. got bumpers. got flares. Yeah. We uh, we worked with a new company this year called Avatar Metal Forks okay. out of Draper, Utah. And they allowed us to help design the bumpers and uh, the roof rack for the truck itself. Now, tell, talk about the rack system on it. So, this is a Lightner, right? And so, Yeah. This is the brand new production Lightner rack. It's, uh, it's, it's forged, right? It is. It's all forged. Uh, it's an amazing piece. I mean, I love the the Bernard stuff on the on the stage one, the yeah. first one he brought yeah. out. But this is just light years ahead of what. Well, it was. and this all ties into not the uh, the bed caps, but to the Utilitrack system, to the right? Uti right to the Utilitrack system already yeah. included in the Titan. And this time you have real Max tracks. Yeah, a, a friend of mine brought it to my attention. Uh, that She's we, laughing in the background. Yeah. I guess you can all probably guess who that is. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Emmy is everywhere. So, yeah, we uh, we definitely did the uh, the right Max tracks, uh, my good friend Matt there, and then uh, added the deck system in the back. The truck 
the theme of the truck was kind of adventure on the fly, so we uh, included the Riversmith rod vault up top, so we nice. can put the fly rods up top. We got a you got a paddleboard up there, paddleboard like. from boats, so that you can go fly fishing on a lake or like a river, that. and uh, like yeah. that. And of course, the deck system, so that's the, solid. They're always so solid. You got the uh, the matching Yeti. It's about the same color as the truck. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But here's the thing about Yeti. Have you seen that they just came out with a was a two hundred dollar blanket? Yeah, it's like seriously, but it keeps like, you. It keeps you really warm. The Sean. insanity has to stop. You have a stop. cold on right now. If we have the that. insanity, <laughs> yeah, but I can go to freaking Coles and go get a thirty dollar blanket that does the same thing that doesn't say Yeti on the side of it. Yeah, but is it as cool? I, I think Yeti is losing its cool because a there's a hundred other people making stuff exactly like them, and they have a three hundred dollar beach chair and a two hundred dollar blanket. Hey, Jake Dreezy, this is David. We need to get <laughs> we need to get Holman some stuff sent out so he can yeah. be uh, real world product testing. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I do enjoy the koozies. I do can take the uh, Yeti koozies right. with me wherever I go. But it's like guys, like I get that it's cool stuff, but seriously, the premium's out of control. Can we, can we do something here? Oh, maybe it's just I'm not feeling the, the Yeti love, and I, I need to I need to experience the product. I haven't. Jake I haven't Dreezy, Jake Dreezy. <laughs> I haven't experienced the Yeti stuff in a in a while outside of my koozie. You know, I just feel like uh, you know. We had to match the truck, and and the, the tan color matches the Baja Storm really well. No, it, it is a, it is a pretty good match. Yeah. And then you guys uh, are the uh, boxes part of the uh, rack system too? Yeah, they are. They're uh, he's got a new pod that goes down the, the left side of the truck that's double long, and then we've got one in front of the Max tracks that's uh, a little shorter. So how does this thing uh, wheel with 630 horsepower? Uh, there is use a skinny pedal yeah yeah right it's all about uh, throttle yeah it went straight from the build shop to sema real world driven yeah and then no from, from sema to here and uh, on top of the mountain so we've did, got it dirty but we haven't really tested did they give it. you the uh, nine inch in this one nine inch uh screen oh <laughs> <laughs> of course they did of course they did that thing's awesome yeah it, it really makes the interior sharp all it's right. an it's a nice addition. We're uh, we're super lucky to to have the opportunity to to build a 2020 for SEMA, and uh, we we appreciate the uh, the love, Sean. By the way, this is the uh, you are now hold the record for the uh, highest altitude for podcast interview. Hey, well, I gotta uh, hold the record for something. Right? What are we at right now? This is got to be about nine thousand feet. Yeah, right we've now. never done a podcast I mean, interview. You just walk from the truck to us, feet. and she's out of breath. Well, she was out of breath at zero at sea level too. <laughs> my watch, my watch says six thousand nine hundred ninety-six feet. She's lying. I don't yeah. think my watch. Is I, right I think you're wrong. It, it was it, wrong in the plane. It's close to nine thousand. Yeah, it feels like nine thousand. Yeah, yeah, well, it does. <laughs> All right, we uh, we should probably get back in the factory twenty twenty and uh, and wheel down the the hill here. But uh, super awesome to see you guys at the top. Good to and, be here uh, with you both. We'll, uh, you ready, Emmy? Ready, yeah, ready buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, do, do we um, have to pay you royalties every time you say that? Because you say it so much, I'm like, oh, <laughs> crap. She's she's going to go back and start counting. She is. Not yet. All right, you heard you, that, lawyers. You do, you do owe her, though. I mean, she did dump a cup of ice on top of your head. Oh, you know, and she's, you see how worried she is right now? Because no. she knows payback <laughs> is coming. Stand by. <laughs> evil, evil, evil looks right now. <laughs> So, yeah. Coleman, uh-huh. what exactly went down? No, nah, just, I mean, I are like, you know, brother and sister. and uh, Not really. She's significantly older than I am. Uh, she's more like your age. Oh, my God. And... She's going to hate on you for saying that out loud. <laughs> are you serious? Um, she... You're going to talk about a woman's age? No, it's Emmy. 
Really? You're the one? You're out on this one? Go for it. Keep going. Okay. So anyway, uh, Emmy and I were going back and forth, and I think she called me fat, and Mm -hmm. uh, a TSA agent said that she looked like the cool mom at the airport. She was, I don't have any kids, which is like the worst (laughs) thing you can say. So she was already in a bad mood, and and we were, were, you know, just messing with each other, and, and, you know, we liked the insult. We tried to out-insult each other. Ice poured on you. She just thought it was funny when David and I were talking. She came out of the truck and came from around the back and then put a bunch of ice on me. I'm like, seriously? Wait, wait, did she put it down the back of your shirt or put it no, in your she pants? Just I mean, no. Yeah, she put it in my pants. It's possible. No. She just poured it over the top. It was like a 35 degree morning and she poured what was left, left of her. Like uh, an ice water nasty, wake up. No, it was nasty Diet Dr. Pepper oh. ice. Okay. A little sticky and stuff. She goes, there's no sugar. It's not sticky. I'm like, oh, stand by. Yeah. So anyway, um, I uh, told her, okay, well, we're playing that game. Good to see you. And uh, she, for some reason, gave me the ammo, and I just put it in the gun. And? At Truck Show Podcast, you can see a great blowfish picture of Emmy <laughs> on the window of my uh, Nissan Armada when I was driving oh, to the airport. Oh, no. So wait, and what, had, what happened after you got home? Nothing. That's not true. What? Nothing you happened. Got a, you got a message that said... <laughs> Should I read the message? Yes, from you Emmy? should read the message from Emmy. Oh, she's—I mean, she's already mad at me. It's too late now. You've called her. You called her old. She said. Uh, you called her an old woman. Oh, no, she's not on an the old podcast. Woman. She's awesome. She wrote, "I am going to kill you." <laughs> <laughs> and then she wrote. Then I gave her a uh, a kissy smiley face with a ice cube, mm-hmm. and she said, "You are literally the worst person on the planet." <laughs> And I said, we might get you a date yet, because I believe the Instagram post said, guys, she's single. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, I said, that's not true. Maybe the bottom 5% of the worst people. It's literally amazing to me how much our listeners love you. And she says, well, you only have 3,800 Instagram followers, so nobody will really see it. <laughs> and I true. said, that factored into my decision of revenge. I figured it would be mild. She said, revenge for what? I was so nice. I was charming, funny. I let you drive. So then I sent her a vanilla ice uh, gif, and she says, by the way, that was payback for you insulting me. That just made us even, you dickhead. Oh. So I wrote back, insulting you? No, no. That was payback for your fat belly comment. The insult made us even, you fart knocker. <laughs> the ice made you one up. Fart knocker in a text message. So then she sent me a camel, uh, a cartoon camel farting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's a fart knocker. Yeah, and uh, I laughed, and I said, it's the shoes that make that gif. And she said, fart dromedary. And I said, are they opening up at Coachella? <laughs> and uh, she said, no, that's fart equine. And it basically just devolved, devolved from, from there. there. Yeah, ah. yeah. and then she finally came back full circle and said, you're lucky I have an excellent sense of humor. I said, you're lucky I'm your friend. She replied, friends don't post fish mouth <laughs> pictures of friends. And I said, friends only do that when they take an ice and diet death bath. And she says, it was just ice, and it wasn't even that cold. It was like warm ice. <laughs> and I said, that's true. It wasn't even as sticky as syrup either. More like sticky duct tape. And she said, see, I was being nice. And she said, are you done? And uh, This we, is the longest thread no, ever. No, no, she was definitely uh, not happy at that moment. Oh, my gosh. Well, listen, Emmy, you know we have something very special. Lightning and the Emmy That's thing. not true at Very, all. We, yeah, we, we, are, we have a great relationship. I think that Holman is the, is the hater. and um, I'm going to call her I right now. I think we're going to go and uh, have, some, have some beer soon. Are you really dialing her? Yeah. Hi, it's Emmy. Leave a message. Oh, well, I guess, uh, mm. guess uh, this has to go to another podcast. Yeah, 
nobody. <laughs> uh, she loves us and hates us all at the same time. Uh, more, more so hate than love, I think. All right, well, let's talk about people who really do love us and read some reviews. Do we have some? Yeah, we do. You know who's not giving us a five star? Five star review. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she, I know she listens to the podcast, but I yeah. think she's like a 60% listener, <laughs> so uh, she probably won't even hear this part. Mm, nope. But we'll know because she'll text us and tell us she did, and then we're in super big trouble. So what do you got over there? Anything to lift our spirits after- uh, Yeah. How about yeah, one from uh, Ruckman1? Wow, an auto podcast worth listening to. He says, I cannot get enough. I'm binge listening to about three to four episodes a day to get caught up. Their guests are top notch. Their knowledge is spot on. They keep it humorous, but not annoying. <laughs> That's a debatable. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I love the variety of topics. Keep up the good work and five, five stars. stars. Strong. And and we got to say that it's been a minute since we've done some reviews. And yeah. guys, seriously, thank you. Keep them coming. Really, really appreciate it. Tell your it. friends. Subscribe. And it, it, there is kind of a... It's kind of a drag because we look for these reviews on Apple Podcasts, yeah. iTunes, whatever. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Pandora or iHeartRadio.com or uh, Podbean, whatever whatever you're listening to, I'm personally, I think it's cool that we're on Spotify because I'm a Spotify oh, user. Sure. But you can't really use a rating. You can't leave a rating there. Right? But I think uh, Google, I think CastBox, and there's some other ones that are starting to get into the ratings as well. So, But Apple is still the biggest. It's like 60% and of If you have traffic. an Android phone, by the way, you Google, just go in the search bar. Google Truck Show Podcast, you can listen to it right from the browser. Yeah, on a, pretty, on a Google phone. Yeah. That's pretty dope. All right, we got one from uh, Bad Dad Fab. Love the show. These guys are very entertaining. Love most of the tunes. <laughs> most, LOL. Most. Find myself humming the Truck Show song to myself. What's wrong with me? The content and information is great. Love all the inside information, even the embargoed stuff. Embargo. Mm -hmm. Keep on keeping the suckage to a minimum and keep an eye on your mounted Pyrometers. Pyrometers. I feel like it's been a few episodes since we did some mounted parameters. Uh, might have been. Anyway, he says five, five stars. stars. All right, got another one here from my nickname Garcia. Bunch of badassery at SEMA. I was super stoked when I watched D Max Rhino's video and saw Jay in it. I was like, Fook, yeah. Wait a minute. F which, oh, okay. Which, wait, hold a second. Did did Ryan post something? Apparently, he I've did, been watching you're his in it. channel like a hawk, and well, I have not. You missed yourself. You had what a cameo. The hell, an accidental cameo. Acc yeah. Right. Oh, they're they're funny because they're playing uh, the coach the house. Palladium? No, the coach okay. house. In uh, oh wait, the coach house is closed. Is, is no, it's not. No, the coach house still yeah, open. Sam on still yeah. open. Yeah. All right, coach house it is. Okay, Palladium still open, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Shrine, sure. a shrine, yeah. Uh, Wiltern. Wiltern still? Yeah, solid. Hollywood Bull? Hollywood, yeah, of course. Uh, Irvine Meadows? Yeah, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> the Greek? Uh, the, ooh, the Greek's solid. The Greek's a good one, The yeah. Greek is a good one. Uh, it's called Five Point now down in uh, yeah, Irvine. Yeah, well, they moved it. It's not the same as Irvine no, Meadows. That was a close. special place. Uh, anyway, he says, uh, the two of my favorite internet... You're an internet personality, apparently. <laughs> anyway, the two of my favorite internet personalities are in the same place. Oh, and the jingles are freaking hilarious. I drive a 2011 Freightliner Cascadia, and every time the intro plays, I lay on the air horn when it sounded in the intro. Nice. I'm not too good at typing things out, so... um. Kind of want to leave a voicemail and say I love you awkwardly like the other guy. <laughs> that was funny. All right, peace, Garcia. And he says, uh, suckage meters at all time, low pressure, which is a good thing, and the truck show. Oh, really? type that out. Oh, oh, but he you. did give us five stars. stars. All right. And uh, we got this one from Seven Bradley Five. Freaking awesome. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Seven Bradley Five. <laughs> or Seven Bradley Five. Exactly. 
I just binge listened to every episode and was fully engaged and entertained the whole time. Wow, dude, you need a life, but thank you. <laughs> wow. uh, he says, I learned a lot, had many perspectives, and opinions changed on trucks, especially the Titan XD. Well, how about that? We are uh, winning over Nissan fans one at a time. If you buy one, please let us take credit for it. By the way, everybody who has one loves it. I don't think we've talked to one person who's bought an XD who doesn't love that truck. Not ever, not once. Anyway, Lightning and Holman are super cool, and it feels like you're hanging out with your bros. I'm a listener for life. Oh, that's pretty cool. I don't think I'm a podcaster for life, <laughs> <laughs> but it will take you as long as, uh, as long as we're both in the same place. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he says... Five stars. All right, one last one from uh, Jake De La Pena. Best sound quality. I was surprised that even at SEMA, the sound quality was on point. There is no other podcast in the industry that is even close to as good. Love the content. Thanks. And five Five stars. stars. Well, you know what? I try to be the NPR of the truck world. Is that what we are? Are yeah. we now the NPR of the truck world? <laughs> Wish we had their numbers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Not even close. We need uh, some truck people to tell their truck friends. Do you know how friends. many of our audiences would fill up the just one audience of, uh, of like, This American Life or Okay, something? so, like, here's the deal. We are a garage band, mm-hmm. and This American Life is U2. playing a stadium. Yeah, they're YouTube, yeah. right? No, they're the, Ro- the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Our, our people would be panhandlers out front of yeah. their concert. <laughs> Did we just go negative again? What's the problem? Did, yeah. Oh my god! All right, we just suck it. Dude, there's so much. Ding, 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 there's so much to talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah so much yeah. to talk about. Why are we talking about bad things? <laughs> I don't know. Can you keep it positive? Can we? Is there one to end on that's uh, even better than that? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, Bring me up. I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you as my co-host and co-founder of the Truck Show Podcast, and uh, because of our uh, our deep uh, lasting love for one another, I from me. In my soul, mm-hmm. the bottom of my heart, want to what give are you, you setting me up for? What are you setting me up for? Five seriously? stars. That's it. I just want to give you five stars. Really? Yeah. Because without your production values, this <laughs> podcast would really suck. I say, uh-huh. you're going to laugh at this. Okay. Because I know this is going to be radical for you. Okay. I say we get five star tattoos. Uh, that is radical. How about we just go to a five star hamburger joint? Hold on. You have no ink. I have no ink. Would you sully your body with uh, nope. some ink? You really wouldn't? No. Nah, I'm too picky. Like, if I found that one thing that I love, I just took five stars. <sighs> people, some guys would think it's military. Yeah. And I, I, I don't fun. want that. I don't want people to think I'm military. I don't want to look, feel like a poser. Well, then make them in a circle or Can something. Can I just get a five-star shirt? No, it's not the same as a tattoo. Hmm. Oh, Five stars right under my eye, your, your eye. Yeah, what well, in a row? Yeah, so like, oh yeah, because you like killed oh, those dudes. No, no, that's <laughs> tears. Yeah. Well, if you do stars, it means that you resurrected them. Come on, let's seriously, let's get let's get tattoos. You want to get matching tattoos with me? Uh, I, yeah, Are you going to make totally me get it. the lady on the leather bed no. <laughs> in money? No, I would not do that. My wife would uh, probably she'd disown me. No, she wouldn't. She might. We let's get five star tattoos on her butt. Which cheek? Uh, right. <laughs> Would you do two and a half and I do two and a half? No, that's lame. We both get five. Both what if it five. hurts? It's going to hurt. <laughs> I can tell you that in advance. It's going to sting. Yeah, no thanks. I got a lot of tattoos and it's going Listen. to sting. Listen, I'm in my 40s like you. I hurt every morning I wake up, so <laughs> why would I do it intentionally? 657 is the five-star hotline. Leave us a message and let us know if you think that we should get five-star freaking tattoos. On the podcast. I'd rather do it this way where our listeners love us so much they get five-star tattoos and we send them a shirt. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> I mean, they might. it's cool if they do, but it's not as funny as if we do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm about 20. Steve-O, uh, Steve-O has a freaking picture of himself on his back. Which is funny. I'm right? about 20 years old from uh, Funny Inc. 20 years away no, from that. You're never too old for Funny Inc. <laughs> no. Come on, really? Yeah. No, not really? interested. No, nah, just not my jam. <sighs> not that I don't like people who have ink. I've, I've, yeah. but no big deal. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Please write us and convince Holman to get a five-star freaking tattoo. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. I'll get a uh, five-star tattoo when you get a real truck. How about if I get a Nissan tattoo... You get a five-star tattoo. No. No? Nah. It's just not my jam. What is your jam? You're indignant with me right now. You're, I, you're yes. like actually bothered that I, I am, I'm, I'm not bothered. taking you up on going and getting ink. I want you to get a freaking tattoo. I want you to prove how into the show you are to our audience. Uh, I do that by working 40 additional hours a week. Not enough. <laughs> you got to you gotta bleed. Literally, you got to bleed for this show. Um... I bled for my F100 when no. I almost cut my finger off no, with no, the angle no, no. grinder. You need to I think we've bleed. told that story. Yeah, you did. Don't you, tell it again. I showed it to my daughter, and she called it finger brains. <laughs> super finger gross. Brains. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you want to connect with us, hit sure. us up on the socials, at Truck Show Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, at Truck Podcast on Twitter. We're up to 72 Twitter followers. I don't ever want you to plug that Huge. again. Here's what I do want you to Huge. plug. Huge. Nissan. We just did a whole lot of Nissan content. We love the 2020 Titan. Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. The best in the business. Um, they got the most comfortable seats in the business, I think, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. The zero-gravity seats yeah. are awesome. Here's the thing about the zero-gravity seats. You can sit in a lot of trucks, and you get in, and you adjust it for yourself. The Nissan seats, and this isn't – I'm not being a show for Nissan at all. I, I mean this when I say this. It's the only truck I can get in and feel instantly comfortable. They're that comfortable. You should that, go sit there, in the Titan. Hold on. There are some massaging seats out there. No, nope, I don't that like them. Better than, yeah, I hate the massaging oh. seats. Because the massaging seats have weird, like, holes in them where the massage bladder is. And so it just doesn't it doesn't feel like a supportive seat back. It feels like there's something missing behind you. And then they just blow up the air bladders randomly. Hmm. Somebody needs to do, like, a shiatsu roller. And that's a massage seat. Not just blowing up balloons on your butt. Like, just... Like, All right, I want a real product seat. guy at Nissan. Yeah. Shiatsu Massager. I like that. In the 2021 Nissan yeah. Titan, right? <laughs> exactly. If you are interested in a full-size truck, you got to check out the Nissan Titan because, uh, forgive me for saying this, but it kicks ass. Why would I have to forgive you? Yeah, I, maybe, I agree. Maybe, maybe Nissan doesn't want me to say ass, but I think it kicks <laughs> well, ass. I, I'm sure we've said that many times worse. on the show in yeah. the past two years okay. that they've been with us. But if they haven't quit on us now, they're probably not going to, I hope. I, it's never too late to right. quit on us. Quick, <laughs> go buy some Titans. Let us know that we uh, influenced your purchase decision and yeah. uh, and help a brother out here. Hey, what about Decked? Oh, we love them. Hey, we need to talk to Greg about his toolbox, too. We haven't talked about I, that, have I, we? I, well, we talked to him at SEMA about it, but we wanted to have him on to talk, actually talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, did we come up with the name? Uh, you and I were bouncing some names around, and he liked a few of them, like My, I Mandora's w- Box. Yours was Mandora's Box, but I truly believe that mine is the best. Which one is it? Hot Box. I like truck ruck. Like, no, because like a rucksack. You, yeah, I know, but didn't you need to know that a ru- what a rucksack is? I think our people do. I don't think everyone knows what mm. a rucksack is. Right. But if you but but hot box, everyone gets that double entendre. Do right? they now? Yeah. Doesn't everyone know what a hot box is? I mean, I would think so. I think so. What did he call it? It spans the um, what's the term? It's not side over something. Come on, help me out. Don't hang but me it's out to dry. It's super funny to watch no, you try and describe a uh, uh, toolbox. The toolbox, but it goes over both bedsides. Yeah. 
What's it called? A toolbox. No, no. The fact that it goes from left crossover crossover box. box. Thank you. Crossover box. Crossover box. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the hot box. That's what I I'm don't, calling I don't it. like the hot box. How do you not like the hot box? You don't like? I like Mandora's box. No, but eh. <laughs> that's funny. It is funny. I mean, it's from the same company that has the D-bag. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you want to check out Decked, uh, Deck.com, at DeckedUSA. And if you bought a Deck system, help a brother out. Let him know you <laughs> yeah. uh, learned about it from the uh, Truck Show podcast. So uh, we covered a lot today. We talked to some good friends. Uh, we pissed off some good friends. And uh, we talked up our sponsors. What, what left is there for us to do? Uh, Nothing. I think we out. No, we can't do we out. Yeah, just we out. No, it should be like we get hamburgers. Did you say burgers? Uh, the bacon uh, and cheese variety. Bye! Someone was hungry. The Truck Show Podcast, where good enough is. <laughs> where good enough lives. <laughs> Hold on. The Truck Show Podcast, where good enough lives. No, no, you can't slur it. It has to be where good enough. The Truck Show Podcast, where good enough lives. No, 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 like this. The Truck Show Podcast, where good enough lives. No, that's too... Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. The Truck Show Podcast, entertainment for those easily entertained. (laughs) (laughs) The Truck Show Podcast. It's not easy being this bad, but we still try.